This is the joy of gaming. Welcome to the Joy of Gaming Podcast, episode 55. I'm your host, Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kelsey Lair. And uh, we are back talking about games, and it has been a long time coming. Uh, I can't, I for one cannot wait to be talking about some games again. I've been playing a ton of great stuff. How about you guys? Yeah, I've actually played more games than I thought I was playing, or that, that I thought I had played. Uh, more games than I remember, even, probably. So, yeah, we'll see what comes out. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, um, let's see, real quick, uh, just just catching up with everybody, how's everybody doing? How's, how's, uh, how's your gaming life been lately? Uh, it's been good. It's been busy, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I've... Uh, well, I, as a, probably my list will show, I've been playing a lot more stuff on the computer and stuff like PC, that. Yeah. So, so I've been getting back into PC gaming again, which is always fun. Back to my roots. And also, uh, I know, just a little mini-spoiler, I know that a lot of what you've been playing is um, uh, different genre, a lot of different genres, genres you've been experimenting with. Yeah. Um, and a little survival, a little um, resource management, a little roguelike. Yeah, um, besides the roguelike, it's going back to a lot of stuff that I like to play. Before um, I got back, I got into more like shooters and RPGs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. More of like your original niche in gaming. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. And you've just been playing a smattering. I mean, all kinds of things. Yeah, it's been. Uh, you play a lot of games in the amount of time it's been. Yeah. Well, we since we recorded uh, some big news on the Jordan front. I don't know. I may think this is bigger news than anybody else, but Jordan got a Wii U. I did get a Wii U after uh, Magfest, which was back in February. Uh, and uh, it was a long time coming. It was, and it's almost going because I'll probably be selling it in the next <laughs> month. Uh, more, Are you really more because of the NX being announced? Yeah. Uh, what do you think that's? What do you think the news is going to be there? Do you, uh, you know, there's all this talk about it's going to be a total reinvention. It's going to kind of be a portable system and a home system in one. It may not be backwards compatible. It may be. What do you, what do you guys think? They said it's not a successor, so. I don't know. As in, the others are still going to be viable? Is that the idea? Probably not in that way. Okay. I think they've just said it's been an, like an evolution of the previous, and that's not what they want to do this time. They want to do a whole new world. Yay! I mean, it sounds kind of... Well, the last Nintendo system I had was a Wii, and then I was... And then... Well, okay, I had a DS as well. But besides that, I'm not... I don't know. Well, I'm not, not that I'm not a big Nintendo fan because there's so many Nintendo games that I wish I could play. Sure, but I sure. just it's they're not it's not always on my list like of things that I want to go out and buy. Well, there's right only away. I mean unless you are uh, shout out to uh, Gerard the completionist who literally is able to make a career out of this that which is a beautiful thing and really I, amazingly somehow seems to be able to play everything you know from from the retro games he wants to play to to all the Nintendo titles that always catch my eye and I never get to play, and then all of the you know AAA games and and, and indie games on the regular consoles, on what I call regular PS4 and Xbox One at this point. Uh, I don't know how people do it, quite frankly. Um, well, I know that he he probably kills himself almost over. It. I know that he works a lot. Right, like he works a lot to do it all. So, well, there's no doubt. When I saw uh, his review uh, or completionist uh, review of. Uh, the the uh, tri- Zelda, um, 
the one, the most recent one with the uh, the Di- Dynasty Dynasty Warriors. Oh, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Hyrule Warriors. Warriors. Uh, I mean, what did he show? Like ninety six? Like what was it? it? Was it was at least like fourteen days of gameplay or something like that? It was something. It was insane. about two hundred thirty five hours, something like. It that. It was insanity, and I was just like, wow! Like at that point, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would be fun, but like, man, he's hardcore. So mad props to him. But but just just my point is that it's almost like if you want to play Nintendo games, another guy we know, Sam, you know from Magfest. You know, he he tends to play more Nintendo games and like sort of falls into that niche. And I feel like you almost have to pick one if you're a normal person. Um, oh, I, know? I I definitely feel that way. I, yeah, no, you definitely have to pick one because it's definitely like I said. I'm not not that I'm not a huge fan of Nintendo, but like most of the time I want to play stuff that's come out on the Xbox One and the PS4, and so and I just don't have the time to to devote to that and then everything else because you know splitting between PC gaming and Xbox One gaming even is a lot sometimes. Yeah. Well, I wish when I hear you talking about PC gaming, I just wish I could get into it more. Every time I go to the store and I see those Steam machines, like I get a little like, you know, uh, green with envy over wish I had the the money to buy them. You know, because you're the only one. <laughs> I well, I just it just the I, the concept. I mean, I'd probably more lean towards the one where you there's like a Steam box you can buy that like connects your 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 PC to your TV. See, mm-hmm. to me, the problem with PC gaming is, and you, viewers can't see this, but I don't want to be scrunched over my desk like this with my neck cricked playing video games. Like, I just don't enjoy that personally. Now, a lot of people have their configuration set up so they're on their couch playing their PC, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. I just, I don't have that set up. Um, so to me, the Steam Machine idea is cool, and I would love to play. Like, the one I really, really want to play is, is it Firewatch? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, Fire. Fire, yeah, Firewatch, yeah. I am I dying. I think that's what it's called. I thought that was on PS4. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. No, no, Oh, I guess it is on PS4 also. I was say, okay, yeah, I was like, I think I'm pretty sure it's on PS4. Okay, okay. Well, I thought that was I thought that was PC only. But anyway, I really want to play that game, so I guess I can download it on PS4. Yeah, you can. No, because I really want to play Firewatch, and I don't have a PS4, and uh, my computer's not the best game computer. It can do the things that I want it to do, but... Yeah, yeah. It's always the trick with PC gaming. Well, that's yeah. the thing, too. Back when I did, like, try, and I mean way back, like, Seventh Guest way back, because I go deep on this shit, and, like, trying to play Seventh Guest and getting a PC that would run it, like, back then, like, PC rigging to, like, get your PC where it runs most things, even now is tough. Take it back 15 years, and it was, like, almost impossible. It's like, no, you don't have quite the right this for the quite the right that, and Seventh Guest was, like, you know, anyway. It was, I never got my computer to the point where I could run anything. And then I had the opposite problem. I went back to play Grim Fandango before it had been remastered and re-released, and my computer was too fast for it, and like it wouldn't. Anyway, anyway, PCs are PCs are a pain. No, they are. That, that's why I fell off of PC gaming for a bit because it was just like I don't have the money to keep paying to buy a new to buy a new gaming computer for how little I was PC gaming because. Like, when I first started video gaming, when I got really into it, I mean, I was a huge PC gamer. I played World of Warcraft, Diablo, all those kind of games. All the best shit. Yeah, all the... So, you know, I had a a pretty decent computer, but then once I started falling behind, I was just like, well, I can play the games that I want to play, and and then I got, like, an Xbox, and I was just like... And then I started gravitating more towards console gaming. Right, right. Also, more of my friends are console gamers, too, so that kind of influenced it a bit. (laughs) Very cool. Um, well, awesome. Well, I'll be interested to hear about some of the Nintendo stuff that you've played. And has that been recent enough where you'll be talking about it on this episode? Not a whole lot. I, mean, okay. I have thoughts, but it's it's not like they're in my mind at the moment. Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Sort of came um, and went. No, no, I, yeah, I, I hear that. All right, uh, well, on that note, um, Kelsey, why don't you start with, uh, do we want to just go roundtable like we always do, talk sure, about the games yeah, we've been playing, good. get pumped? 
Okay. Uh, and some of this is going to be overlap. I know for a fact that there's a couple of these games that you've played, that we've all played, that some two of us have played. So, uh, anyway, kick us off with something that you think maybe everyone else hasn't played. How about that? Uh, well, I finally got around to playing Murdered Soul Suspect. Everyone's so, played that. You've I lost know. the game. <laughs> Get out. Not recently. Get out. So, recently I played Murder Soul Suspect. Well, it's did one... you finish Murder Soul Suspect? I, I you, 100% you, did. You would kick our asses if you did yeah, that. I 100%ed Murder Soul Suspect. It is, I have a thousand gamer score. It's all done. Now, is that a game where you have to like replay it? Nope. You can do it all in one go. But I did it all in one with go. With a guide? Uh, now, what I'm saying is, do you need a guide to like when you miss shit? Um... There was only, like, four collectibles that I missed that I needed a guide. But it's actually really hard to miss a lot of the collect... Like, because, I don't know, they're just really easy... Well, maybe it's just for me. But it was really easy for me to spot all the things. The only stuff that I had issue with that I needed, like, for um, the guide for were the... uh, the graffiti, whatever, the ghost graffiti. I don't know if you remember what that was. But, like, yeah, the little yeah. girl made that ghost graffiti. Yeah. And some of them were in really weird places. And I didn't understand it for a while. But, like, like the documents and stuff like that, no. I, I, I Every area that I was in, I, I found the stuff that I, I needed. And I was done with it. Now, let me ask you this. Because I got about, I'd say, halfway through that game. And I never really... It, it grasped me enough. But, like, once I stopped playing... It's one of those games. You know the type of game it's, like... They're, they're pretty fun. You're playing it. You have inertia built up. But mm-hmm. if you stop, you'll never go back. You know the type of game? No, no, no. Cause, because actually when I was playing Murdered Soul Suspect, um, there is a glitch near the end where if no. you stop at a certain point, the cutscene won't play and you can't do the part of the quest. And I had that happen to me. And I almost lost everything. And What did you like pull your plug out of your system right then or something and like reset to your other save? No, no, I, it was the only save I had. Like, there was, I only had that last save. But the glitch that I, the, cause there's two of them. The one glitch is, like, game killing. This is the, but the one that I had, I was lucky. You can cheat it, and you can skip that part, and you can force it to go to the next cutscene. It's just that your, your game is always telling you that you have to do this part. And so it's a little annoying, because it's like, hey, you need to go search this crime scene. And I'm like, I can't. And if you go back oh. to it, you totally screw yourself, because you can't get out of it. But, but you can cheat it and then get past it. So but, I cheated it. So there it. will always be the thing on the screen that says go to this crime scene for the rest of the game? Um, well, until you get to the next big plot point, okay. like story mission part. Because once I get to the next story mission part, it, it didn't. It, it wiped didn't. it and it was as if it you wiped started it. fresh. And it was as if I started fresh. And I, it, it's not like I missed any collectibles. I mean, I'm kind of upset because I missed like a story mission, but like I understood what was happening. But it, yeah. it wasn't mean, a big it's deal. way better than not playing the game again. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I did not want to run through the game again. I was like, nope. <laughs> so here's my question on that. Because, yeah, because mechanically that game is not like, super compelling. It's more of, like, you got to enjoy the story and finding the stuff, right? I mean, there's not really any mechanics to it. It's kind of just walk around, collect shit, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't enjoy the fact that, because, you know, you're a ghost, so, like, you mm-hmm. can actually walk through almost anything. That's and cool. I wasn't expecting that. And that's actually... It was a lot of fun, because I was just, like, would be running from point A to point B, except and I was like... Except when the game says he can't. Except when the game says he can't. Right, right, but right, for right. the most part, like, it's like, oh, hey, there's this cart in the way, and you don't have to run around the cart. You could just kind of, like, run through it. That like, is that's... refreshing. For about two seconds, it's that's really refreshing. And then well, you're like, wait a minute. When you're running around Salem looking for the collectibles, it's really nice that you don't have to, like, run around things for the most part. That is pretty cool. Um, so th- let me ask you this, story-wise, because I didn't get to the end, but I did get far enough to kind of get the sense that it's supposed to be a murder mystery. Is it really? By the end? Yes. 
It actually it, it actually has a huge twist at the end. I thought I knew what, what? what the ending was, and I didn't. I was wrong. What? Yes. It's I, currently available for like $5 on Xbox One. I'm thinking about grabbing it. I would. I liked the ending had a big enough twist for me that I was like, holy crap, I didn't see that coming. Nice job, game. Because by the halfway point, I was like, I know the ending to this game. <laughs> and I was wrong. So, Ooh. if you think you know what the ending is, you I'm probably getting, I'm don't. I'm getting the eye the roll across is. the table from Jordan. But I've already heard this, and it's like, you're not going to go back and play that game. you got to go through everything you already did again. Yeah, you're right. I guess I have all my save on Xbox 360. I guess I could go to my 360 and download. It's probably even cheaper there, but do I really want to do that? Not really. Jordan's like, no, you don't. You, <laughs> you don't. do that. I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do it. I, I had to beat that game in one go, and I... I mean, it didn't beat one go. I think it took me like two days to beat it, and a hundred percent. I think it took me two days. Two you know, days. You know, I took a break. It is a short game. Kim Swift makes you know. Actually, Quantum Break is a is a bit Quantum of a Quantum Conundrum. Quantum Conundrum. I wonder why I would say Break. I don't know. Why would you say Quantum Break? No, none of us are playing that. No, no, not at all. Mm. Okay, so overall, good game. I enjoyed it. I had fun playing it. It's like a six. It is. Yeah, it's like a six. I, yeah, no, I'd say it's like a six. The combat's not fun, and the times that they put you into combat, you're just like... And, like, the, the just the combat wasn't fun. Yeah. And near the end, there's a lot of the combat, and you're just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. It's too bad. I mean, it, it seems almost to me like that game didn't have a big enough development team. Like to, to like to really flesh out that world and maybe because I actually did like the character that yeah. you play as I liked a lot of the elements to it it was very interesting it's just that the gameplay did not in some aspects did not make you want to play the game but this I, I enjoyed the story and all the little side mission things those are fun but yeah no uh, but I mean it's not like I'd ever go back and play it I I was like I started Jordan I was like. If I don't 100% complete this game, I'm going to be so mad <laughs> because I'm not playing through it again. And it's no. so easy to 100%. Because mainly just collect things and beat the story missions. Word. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, Jordan, uh, hit us with something that we haven't all played. Um, well, uh, Or whatever you want to talk no, about. No, no, no. I, I like that idea. I think we have two uh, recent games that are big enough to be like centerpieces that we can end on. So cool. I think we all know what those two games would be. Okay. Uh, Stardew so, Valley? Yes, totally Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah, dude. have to play the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll go with one that I know I'm the only one here who's played, and I'll go all the way back, too. Uh, Fire Emblem Fates came out back awesome. in February. Uh, and it just, it has been a while. I mean, you know. But, uh, yeah. I, I, may, I Honestly, I can't even say that. Uh, I played Fire Emblem when it first came out in North America in 2003 or two. That's hardcore. If you knew how young Jordan was at that time, that's even harder core. Go ahead. I mean, it was the type of game I liked. Uh, and, you know, I liked the first one, and I played a couple others over the years, but it just... When there are games like Disgaea and... Um, and now I'm blanking. Wow, there goes my cred. On SRPGs. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Right. There are a lot of other SRPGs out there. And Fire Emblem always just felt very plain. Um, it felt limited and, and less exciting than some of those other ones for different reasons. Really, anything Nippon Ichi put out over the, that decade where they seem to make those type of games. Now all they seem to do is throw a Disgaea out every year instead of really experimenting with the genre. But, uh, I don't know, Fire Emblem just never caught me. But then Awakening came out, and it was supposed to be the last in the series. And uh, it actually ended up being a really good game that brought a lot of new Just innovation. like Final Fantasy was supposed to be the last game by that company. You know? Yeah. It was like, oh, that seems... Th- when people go for broke, man... They either fail completely. Right, and you never hear the story. <laughs> or they bring something great and innovative and new. Right. 
Fire Emblem Awakening didn't bring necessarily something wholly original. It brought the idea of marriages and, you know, pairing your units off together and a couple of new things. But it was enough to attract a new audience and reinvigorate the franchise, and it was a really good game on its own right. And so Fire Emblem Fates is a hugely ambitious project, considering that the last game was supposed to be the last, and that it is three whole campaigns built around this single story where you play as Corin, who is the prince or princess of, uh... Born to the family of, um... Hoshido, and then kidnapped to Nor, and they're the two warring sides. And so, in Birthright, you stay with... Or you go with your family, and you, you go back to the family that you were kidnapped from, and you wage war with them. In Conquest, you stay with the family you've been raised with, and go through and war with them. Or in Revelation, the third, you tell them both to kind of go uh, suck an egg and just do your own thing. Um, and while you can play either, really there's kind of an order of, of Birthright, Conquest, Revelation, because Birthright is the beginner one. It's very simple maps, very user-friendly, uh, a lot of niceties that kind of make for, for easier challenges. Conquest is very much kind of the smack-you-in-the-face one. You can't train your units outside of the main story battles. Um, you're generally on the wrong side of things because the king of, of Nor is pretty obviously evil as hell. Uh, and then Revelations is more just sort of there for if you've at least played one of the other two campaigns. Um, so where? So I know that you played the first Fates, or is that Birthright, I mean. Mm -hmm. And I know you started Conquest. Uh, obviously you didn't get through Conquest. Well, the, the thing is... I you had the goal put, of going all the way. I'd still like to, but the honest-to-God answer is over a month and a half, I put in 80 hours into the two games. Yeah. That's a lot of time... It's, it's it's a lot of time, and you know, even only playing one or two maps a day, and and you know, and when I say that attempts, because sometimes I would die and have to start over, and that can be frustrating. But I just got a little burned out, uh, particularly because I was on Conquest, which is the harder campaign, and it is extremely hard towards the end of the campaign, especially because it's the sort of game where if you don't get certain stat growths or you take your units in certain directions, you can run into walls that just stop you dead for a long time. Um, and that happened in Birthright a little, too. There were some tough maps there, but Conquest is really built to be the, the harder one. And, uh, it is. And so I'm only a few maps from the end of that game. I've only got about five maps left. Wow. Out of, what, 25 or something? Uh, 28. Well, there, there are six. But the, the way it works is you, you, uh, if you go to stores, you buy either version, and online it's the same, but they had, like, a special edition cart that was just Fire Emblem Fates. Sure, sure. Uh, the first six, or the first five chapters are just sort of like the prologue, and then you make your choice. And it, so it's it really determines. like 23 real missions, because those first five are like whatever. They're pretty And you don't have to yeah. replay them um, for the second and third uh, campaigns. Yeah, and right? Birthright, it's... Uh, so overall, that's sort of the structure, and I'd like to get back to Revelations, because there's a lot of hinting at what the real background story is and where things might go from there, but I was just burned out. And then other yeah. games had started coming out. I mean, this is around the time... I started getting to another game on my list, and then Dark Souls was coming out, and then so I stuck with it for a long time. Yeah, longer than normal. Yeah, yeah. Usual, usual on on those things. Uh, you know, a lot of gamers would burn out a lot sooner than that. So yeah, you didn't give up early. Yeah, on I mean, one. if this was just its own campaign, I would have been through a lot. I would have actually finished because I right. finished Birthright. Right. But the um, one I'm dying to talk to somebody who's played, I guess, is uh, Revelations. Has Tim gotten through it? Yet? I believe Tim. Uh, for all Marco three, Tim. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's all through, but I think he is on Revelation. Ah. Uh, uh, but we could ask Ghost Tim. Ghost Tim, how is it? 
Tim will just be like, well, and then I can't, no, see, I can't even fathom what Tim might say. This was great about Tim. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so overall, what I liked about the games, I did like the difference. That really did invigorate me when I got to Conquest, because I was a little burned, a little burned out. Well, not really, because I, I think Birthright was a fun time, but just the seeing the differences in what kind of items you get, what sort of units you get to play with, but just right away it tells you you need to step the fuck up or yeah. it's going to beat you down. Because in Conquest, in Birthright, the first the first mission in both is very simple. It's basically just survive and, and escape. Or survive a couple turns. Sure. Uh, because what, the way it happens is when you when you make your choice, both royal families are there and they kind of are like reaching out to you and you make your choice. Um, and then you've got to sort of weather the slight battle and then leave. Yeah. In Birthright, it's pretty straightforward because you got the top unit of each, which is the oldest, the eldest brother, who's pretty much you know like a, a auto win unit for a little while once he joins your team because he'll just kill anything. Right. Uh, in in Birthright, it's very easy to just sort of let that happen. In Conquest, uh, if you make it, even the first wrong move, two dudes roll up and just kill one of your characters almost instantly. And it's basically like, oh, you need to, you That's, need to that, pay attention. That lets you know real quick, yeah, what kind of game it is. Uh, and it, it, I don't ever think it gets too brutal. I honestly think it feels on, on par with a lot of the older Fire Emblems, really. It's just, it's the trickier, tougher one. Um, now I like those differences. I liked the story. The story was very basic on Birthright's side. And even on Conquest side, it's not like you're with the villains. It's kind of just like the king is a huge asshole and, and he has a bunch of dudes around him. Your family members are still pretty chill. Yeah, they just are loyal. Um... And so from there, it, it all develops differently. But I don't know. I like Fire Emblem a lot. And, and the combat's gotten great. There are a lot of different ways you can play with your units and upgrade them. And the conversations. I mean, there are hundreds of... Possibly... I, I, don't, I don't even know what the exact number would be. But pretty much every... Most every unit can have a conversation with one another based on teaming up in battle. Mm-hmm. And they can have up to three or four conversations. And there's, you know, over 60 units in the game across the two campaigns. So it's a lot of talking that can be done. And a lot of mating because you can get married and then have kids and those going to get those kids is its own special missions you can get there's a lot in the game i mean it really is a deep strategic game uh and and i had a lot of fun with it and if you have a 3ds i would say check it out if you were going to dive in i'm at the point where i haven't played either if you were going to dive into either that or awakening first what would you do um i liked i think awakening and birthright are both good i liked birthright more overall just because it was so fascinating and it compelled me to want to play the second one um, and Birthright on its own tells the standard Fire Emblem story. So if you didn't play after that, you, you'd be satisfied. Um, if you want to go back to Awakening, it's also good. Um, they both they both are very much the same system. It's not like there were huge technical leaps to Fates. It's more the idea of it being such an epic, grand story. Three-part, um, multi-narrative, slate Rashomon influence, right? Yeah, and I'm curious to see if they'll continue with that or if they'll just go back to the old way. Uh, if they'll Pokemonify it. I mean, this is like Pokemon, but if each version was fairly vastly different. I mean, right. a lot of the maps are similar environments, but are still different or have different mm. effects on them. So it's a lot of variety between the three campaigns. And I say that having not played Revelation, but I'm pretty sure Revelation takes place in like an alternate universe. So I don't wow. even know how that would be structured. Cool. Uh, but I, I would suggest it. Uh, definitely, if you if you were going to pick one, go with Fates, I think. Just because it is the new hotness, too. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what do you got, Rich? Uh, well, I am going to start with a big one for me, uh, one that took up quite a bit of my time. So I actually just recently got uh, an Xbox One again. I had one back in the day, and now I have it back. Um, and the one I got when I rebought my Xbox One was uh, the Division Xbox One. Um, 
And so um, the division is a game that I think all of us would agree got a ton of hype over the last couple years. Yeah. Uh, at oh, every yeah. E3, you would see this the division, and then they they you know that it, it's really evolved a lot over time. Like what that game was going to be, even internally. Um, the game is. The reason I'm, I was particularly interested in it, uh, my, my, my real interests was spawned from Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Destiny. I still love Destiny. It's in a real dearth of conquest, excuse me, dearth of content phase. Um, and I think anybody that plays Destiny will tell you, I mean, w- a lot of people got a little held over. There was an April update. But I mean, like, for people to be excited about an April, quote, update, like, it's not an expansion. It's not freaking, you know, any levels. It's no story. It's like an update. The expansion leaked, though, I, I thought I the saw. The expansion did leak, yes. Yeah, so they finally, finally we know that Age of Iron, I think it's called, is coming Something out. Something like that. Is coming out uh, this fall, and it's like the stopgap measure. So they were thinking, a lot of people thought at one point that Destiny was going to get, uh, Destiny 2 was going to be this year. Because that game needs, so the big problem with Destiny is for people that don't know, and I think I mentioned this a little on the last podcast, but the big problem with Destiny is... The way they designed that game, their 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 tool set, their engine, all of that was very from the ground up, and it was built so it's very difficult for them to create new content. And so they they, they just they had it. They actually split off some of the original game's content to be the DLC initially. Mm-hmm. That's finally been confirmed now. And then after those first two DLC packs came out that were planned with the release, there was really nothing. And then, like, way, way later, we finally got the Taken King. And that was when I really got into Destiny. I was like, wow, finally there's enough content here. Because the base game, plus two expansions, plus Taken King, then there was, like, a game there. You know what I mean? Big enough. I'm, I swear to God. I no, mean, I mean, I understand. That's just really sad. It is really too. sad. <laughs> it is really sad. But it's like, it's as if World of Warcraft took two years to come out, the original, you know? To have enough content in it for it to, like, be... I don't know, compelling. I mean, Taken King was absolutely necessary before there was enough story to even play through. I mean, it just was very limited, and it's finally got, like, you know, three raids now instead of just, like, one, and, and, and now supposedly Age of Iron's going to have another raid, a, finally a fourth raid. Um, the game is just moving at a snail's pace, and, and <laughs> all India... But, but, man, the mechanics, the shooting mechanics are amazing. The character classes, the powers are so fun to use. The, the loot system is amazing. Like, Destiny got so much of it right. Most especially the thing that makes Halo games great, the combat. It's just like this magic special sauce that, that Bungie just has for shooting. And they I, back in the day, I listened to so many podcasts that they talked about, like, a little of that special sauce creeps out yeah. when the developers <laughs> talk about it. And it was like, here's one of the tricks. I think I mentioned this on the podcast, too, but... You know, the way that, like, when you turn around real quick and you can still scope in a headshot, like, that's part of their special sauce, you know? Like, just just making it really satisfying moment-to-moment to play the shooter. So, those are the things that make Destiny great, but it really has a lack of content. So, a lot of gamers, whether you were interested in Division from the beginning, from a Tom Clancy perspective, from the fact that it's kind of going to be like Destiny, but it's going to be more of a down-to-earth kind of game uh, with, like, real guns and more, more you know, more like military combat, more yeah. like Call of Duty fan base. A lot of people liked it from that perspective, but a lot of people were like, wow, finally another game like Destiny to hold me over till there's more Destiny content, or at least a shared world shooter like Destiny that I can also play. You know, yeah. a lot of the people that are online talking about sure. the Division are, are Destiny people, period. Um, they, they went over to Division. So that was my perspective. I was like, ooh, it's kind of like Destiny. I still like the aesthetic of Destiny better even before I ever touched the Division, but I was still like, at least it's going to be something new to try out. I can play through the whole campaign, level up, get some cool weapons, whatever. So I played a lot of Destiny, I mean, The Division. Um, 
It's fun. Um, it's nowhere near as good as Destiny. I think almost anybody will tell you that. There are things it does well, um, but like, I mean, from a shooting perspective, the shooting mechanics, like, it's just, it's, it, it's apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean, like, two unlike things that you just can't compare. I mean, no, you can compare them. <laughs> One's way better, you know so what I mean? it's an apple and a rotten apple? Yes, yes. It's, or, 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 or an apple and a rotten orange. See? You see what I mean? <laughs> no, I understand. The word well, rotten's in there. Yeah, that's a little much, man, but... I played both betas. And I, after playing the beta for Destiny, I was like, don't want to play this game. After playing the beta for Divi- The Division, I was like, oh my god, I need to play this game. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. Division? Yep. Why? No idea. There's something about the... Well, okay. You didn't uh, play either one. Well, no. I didn't, I didn't have the money <laughs> okay. to buy them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then okay. it got two, okay. and it got two. Okay. And then other games kept coming out. I was like, well, I guess I want these more. But, uh, and also, I'd like someone to play it with and stuff like that. So I, I sure. had... <laughs> Anyways, the aesthetic. You never expressed any interest in the division. Yeah, but if, if she got the division, I'd play the division. The aesthetic of the division, I enjoyed more. Well, okay. Also, to preface this, like at E three, this the division was like my most anticipated game. After watching it, like I never geek out. I had no idea you were like, this into this. Awesome. Oh my no! I was I was so into. I was so geeked out. I used to watch the Frostbite 2 clips and just be like, oh my god, look at it. Watch it snow on that car. It looks so <laughs> lifelike. Like, I am 100% serious. She's doing like the snow, though. That snow, though, on that car. It is and a it, beautiful game. No, that Frostbite 2 ending is gorgeous. And it's it a looks, beautiful game. And it looks so realistic and the time frame from day to night and then it can snow and then you see that there's snow and I don't know. I really enjoyed it and I liked the beta a lot. And I, I, But yeah, after playing the beta... Of both games, I was more interested in playing The Division than I that, was playing. That really surprises me, just because it's very down-to-earth, and, like, it doesn't have any of the, oh, I wonder what's going on. Like, somebody released a virus, it's out, maybe you'll find out that person's identity, and it'll be some name you never heard before. But, like, there's no real intrigue there, right? I mean, and... Well, there... You just mean mechanically. Mechanically, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all. I don't know, it was just really cool, too, like, the little side missions, like, the, the way the side missions worked and stuff like that. And okay. I liked building your own base, too. That was really intriguing to me, mm. because I liked seeing, like, there was progress. I always like in a game where you do something, and then you can see progress in that game. Well, like, that, they do the base really well like that. The only problem yeah. is, once you've built that base, that's it. Oh, like, no, I, again, I, this this game has the Destiny problem of, like, playing through the campaign is really fun. It actually takes longer than the original Destiny campaign, but once you've built your base out completely, you get mm-hmm. all those abilities, you're in the end game, And in the end game is pretty empty, honestly. No, I, I mean, anyway. I'm, I'm sure, but I mean, like, just, if we're talking, but yeah, no, I'm just talking no, we're about, talking about the, core mechanics. the core mechanics just to the destination that I would probably more than likely play it at, because I'd... If I wanted to play a game like that, I'd go back to WoW and just play WoW again. <laughs> so, right. Um, not that you would do that. Not that I would ever do that. Not, not like even I, like last week. Not even anything. last week. What? Uh, anyways, so how uh, is? Let me ask this: uh, How is the story of the division? Is it worth playing through the campaign? Like, if I don't want to go traipsing through dark zones at the end. So the thing about that is, initially, people have conjectures that the dark zone was originally going to be the entire game. And it was going to be like you could get, you know, the Dark Zones concept is at any time people can roll up on you, kill you, become rogue, and steal your shit. And mm-hmm. then, like, before you've had a chance to extract it. And that was going to be, like, the whole game. Then they made it so that most of the game is a big PvE area, which is not Dark Zone, and the Dark Zone's in the middle. You, you know from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you play through the whole... To, to get back to your question, the story, you play through the whole PvE zone and you make your way through each area individually... 
and each area has like a couple story missions and they're themed around the base so like mm-hmm. she's talking about this base building there's medical wing there's a tech wing and there's a security wing and each wing needs to get built out with 10 different sections of it and so at first you need to rescue the main person from each wing and that's the first of these three types of missions and then you'll do like themed missions throughout the game some of which are story missions which give you more points to building that wing so as you build each section of the wing you get access to new perks new abilities um, yeah, that was cool, too. Like, you can uh-huh. almost tailor your gameplay, because if you're like, okay, well, I like these things, and you're like, well, I'll do all these tech missions then, and yeah. then you can tailor out your game to that way as well, which is what I liked as well. Which is which is fun. You're right. You're not wrong. That part is really fun. I mean, not that you'd be wrong just because I said so, but you know what I mean. Like, no, I, yeah, I agree. No. I agree. And... Um, you know, it's 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 fun to get the to get the loot and to level up and to get the new weapons. The, another big difference is there's not really weapons with a lot of identity in the division. They're just like ARs and AKs and, and like any other game. Yeah, uh, some yeah. of them. There's one that's called the Caduceus. That's like a AK, but it gives you health back. You know, mm-hmm. like and and you know, but it's still just an AK or an AR, or whatever that gun is. I don't have one because I don't play that hardcore. Um, but story-wise, back to the story, so you, you're doing the main missions, some of which they're themed, they give you the, the power-ups. Then there's also little sub-missions that give you, like, smaller amounts of medical security mm-hmm. or, te- or tech bonuses. And so you do the, all those missions, you clear out an area, and then there's side missions, which are slightly more unique, like, this person's gone missing, find out what happened to them with these echoes, and if you do the echo, it's like... These like ghost people will pop up. It's like a technical thing in the in the in the lore of the division, where like these ghost people pop up and like show you what happened there before the outbreak, and you can sort of see how it all went down, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, and and getting to sort of see how it all went down, and 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 you know why things are the way they are. So you'll see somebody lying dead somewhere, and then like they'll rise up like a ghost, and it'll show you like how they ended up dead there. So that's cool. I mean, they they really do have some cool approaches to story. It takes a good long time too. It's good. It's a good like forty hour. You do all the side really? missions and stuff. Yeah, I'd say about a forty hour like going through and playing. There's uh, there's there's super bosses that walk around the area to kill. I mean, it's fun, man. It's fun. The game's really fun until you get to the end and and you really have to either go in the dark zone to level up or or just basically you're done. You know, it's at Redbox. I've I've considered it. Redbox's price went up though, so it's gotten just that little bit. It's really gone up. It it's feels like $3. to me three dollars is a lot. It was two dollars, but yeah, two is so much less. <laughs> it's fifty percent. Well, it's thirty-three percent less, fifty percent more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Good point. It is. It is both those things. Um, but <laughs> no, facts are true. Good yes, job, yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> no, I never I thought about that. It's no. a weird concept that something can be both fifty percent more and thirty percent anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't. It's, it's, it's just, it's just. Funny. It's all about perspective. Get it? it? Is. Yeah. Is your perspective as a three or as a two? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, but but overall, the game's really fun. I've been meaning to go back to it because I got this buddy at work who's like, dude, I will carry you through all the hard content because there's like. These two incur- well, one incursion now and a new incursion that's coming, and they're like raid lights, so they're really, really hard wave based combat. And the first one, and the second one's gonna be less wavy, more mechanic based. But you only have four people on your team, so it's not like a raid. Like even six, even calling a raid six in Destiny is hardly a raid. Mm-hmm. But like in this, it's four, so it's like man, that's like it's not that many people. But they're called incursions. They're super hard, and I haven't been able to play them because I'm not that good. I don't have that good of gear. I'm like a eighty gear score. Because after you level to 30, then it's gear score. Much like in Destiny, it's light. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's interesting. Now they have gear sets. One thing Division is doing right, I will say this. They are fixing that game quickly. Like, they did not make the Destiny mistake of, of having an engine that they can't fix quickly. They can, I mean, they do have bugs that people have been upset about, but they've been fixing them fast. They've been... Um, 
they have uh, adding content quick. They're on their second patch already. The game came out like in late March. They're on their second patch already, and each patch has a new incursion and new content and special value targets and supply drops and all this shit that they've supposedly, according to them, iterated based on feedback that quickly. So if that's the way they're doing it, like that's really impressive. And they have a big team and a community manager and all that. So it seems like they're doing really cool things with it, but time will tell on a game like that. Like with Destiny, like Destiny was really fun for a little while. Then it was really lame for a while. Then it got really awesome for a while. And now it's really lame again, if you ask me. We'll see how the division sort of sine wave goes and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But anyway, like I was saying, I have a buddy at work. He's like, I'll carry you through all the hardest content. You get the coolest shit. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. I haven't jumped on to do that yet. It's a little intimidating to jump in with him and all his like badass boys that are like really sick at this game <laughs> and to be like the scrub that gets carried along. I mean, I guess that's cool and pretty soon I won't be a scrub anymore. But there's that little bit of barrier to entry or lack of inertia into joining. Anyway. No, I, I will that. play. I will play with them. It's really generous of him and his crew. So, anyway, Division is really fun. I really think you guys should play it, and we could all uh, uh, do it together too, because um, I'm playing that on one. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think you probably buy it for forty bucks now, thirty-five, forty. You know, it's oh, you'd want it digital though, so you could both play it. Well, I could see getting it too. I, I, no, I, I just, I'd like to try it first, honestly. Redbox might be a way to go just for a day or two. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's like a tenth of the price. I mean, it's, it really is. It's just tough because there's so many other games that are out that are coming out too. That I'm like, what's coming out? I'm not. There's not much coming in the next few months that I'm. Let's hit that at the end. Yeah. Let's hit that. I do want to discuss that, but let's hit it at the end. Um, and and that's a nice tease anyway, <laughs> from a commercial perspective. All right. Um. Well, anyway, that was me. Um, Kelsey, what's next? All right. Well, I guess I'll follow the rule this time and go with a game that neither of you have played, and I'll say Darkest Dungeon. It's a dungeon crawler game on Steam. Dude, I just finished it last night. I'm Did you? No, I don't know if you really can finish tough. it. You can. No, oh, there, okay. there, there is an end game content. There I was is, an there alpha is tester, an end so too. I, I mean, yeah, dude. I didn't, didn't want to make you jealous. <laughs> you didn't, I didn't mention it. You, you know, didn't he, mention he it. Got to, he got to dungeon level uh, three hundred and four. I don't even know what that means or how that would focus in the game. <laughs> but um, it's a dungeon. Don't you go down to floors anyway? No, you do it in... I'll explain. No. Anyways, right, please uh, do explain, because I want to no, know what okay. this game is. So the basis of Darkest Dungeon, if you haven't played it, it's a Steam game. I recommend you play it if you like uh, dungeon crawler games with permadeath. Um, but what you do is, okay, so you get no, this... No, I do not. Well, <laughs> Just kidding, guys. <laughs> I, I do. I know you do. Tell uh, me more. <laughs> I As a will. matter of fact, it's funny you should Let say me that. Sell it permadeath? To you. Yes, please. <laughs> you inherit this castle... Okay. And at first, it's like this bare bones castle, and you just kind of like have the wagon, which brings in heroes because you need to, you need to, uh, you need at least a, a team of four. Like you want to go in with a team of four. That's the amount mountains you have in each thing, and you can uh, up your stable of people, stable of people you can have, so you can drag and drop different things because that comes in later. But uh, and it opens up all this different content as you go through. But um, you have places like the Warrens and the. Wield, Wield, W-E-A-L-D, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, there's, like, a C place, and then there's the Darkest Dungeon, which is, like, level 5. But each place is kind of leveled, and you level up your people. But it's really cool, because not only do you have to focus on people's health, you have to focus on people's stress, because there's a darkness mechanic. And the darkness mechanic is you go in, and you have these torches, and the more light there is, the more likely you're to surprise enemies, the more damage you you do... The less damage the monsters do, and, and stuff like that. Dennis Dyack is rolling in his grave. <laughs> oh, wait a second, he's not dead. You wouldn't know it, looking at the industry. But, but and as the, light, mechanic, as the light level goes down, you know, 
Monsters are more likely to surprise you. Monsters do more damage. You get a higher crit percentage, and also the loot gets better as you as you go along. So cool. you kind of have to play with it in that way. Like if you want to play like with it super dark, and you get better loot, then you can do it that way. But if you want to run through it, and you're like always a hundred percent torch, then you do it that way. But you have to buy torches. Like you have to buy all this stuff before you go. So you buy torches. You gear up for your expedition or dungeon dive. Yeah, for your dungeon dive. There's also a food mechanic. Like they do get hungry as they go along, and if you don't have food, they they lose morale. So are you like a godlike figure, like leading these people, or are you like really a character too? I mean, I think it's supposed to be like a little bit of both. (laughs) So you're like the manor leader, or you own the house, and you're like, I'm going to send this expedition in with this much food and this much torch. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of what it's like, and. um... But I think you're supposed to be, like, a player analog as well. Like, it's supposed to be, like, you, like you're like you one of the characters as well. You're and one it's, of it's, the four it's, random yeah. dudes. Yeah, it's kind, okay. it's kind of confusing. Cause the way do they you control the them. dudes, or do you just send them in and they kind of do their thing? No, no, you control them. Like, once you go into the thing, you move, you, uh, you, so, like, it's, like, a grid base. Like, there's, like, okay, so there's, like, this, and, like, you go to different rooms. Uh-huh. So, like, this is a room. You'd walk in, there's, like, a square. So you'd walk into that room, and as there's... For the listener, she's drawing, like, a typical, like, square... And then a line connecting in a hallway, connecting in another square, and those are like the rooms, like a grid-based system, like you might see in um, uh, Binding of Isaac, kind of like the grid rooms. Yes. So you, so the rooms are just something that you basically stand in, and in a room you can either find like a quest item, you can find like there's relics and stuff like that, or you get a monster battle. Then you exit the room, and as you exit the room, you'll go through like like each hallway is divided up into like five little sections. And you walk through them. And Holy shit, this is the most complicated game I ever heard in my <laughs> life. Each hallway has five sections? I mean, they're like really small that little sections. That sounds like a grid. I don't know. They're, they're no, really... the hallway does. This hallway? Yeah, there's like five little points. There's the, the grid is the whole thing, but the hallway piece of the grid is five sections in and of itself. That doesn't sound that bad. It, it, it takes like a second to go through each spot. But, but, okay. but in each section, there could be like... So like, say you're walking through like... This section's empty, but this section could have a fight in it. This section could have a trap in it. This section could have treasure in it. This section is normally... And then you have the door, and then you walk into the room. And what's in the room? It could be... Other shit. Other stuff. And, like, as you walk through, as you're walking through, if you have a high torch level, you can, like, scout the room so you can see what's ahead of you. Like, you're like, oh, there's a trap in grid three of the hallway. So you walk up to it, and you get someone who's good at disarming traps, and you have them disarm the traps. And, um... But anyways, so and then uh, that's fighting? how you build the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's it's it, there's combat as you go through it. I gotta Google it while you're talking. Keep talking because <laughs> no. I gotta see what it looks like. Go ahead. So, uh, and then there's a sanity bar, and your characters can literally go insane. And if they go insane, they can have a breakdown or a breakthrough. If they have a breakdown, they get a negative impact on them, and the that person then is like, "Well, get something," and then they'll be like, to "The rest of the party." we're all gonna die, and then it stresses out the rest of your party, and then, you know, so then the higher stress goes. So you hope that they have a breakthrough, which is they lose all their stress, and they start buffing your players. Like, they're like, no, we got this, guys, and then it lowers the stress of your people. But if they get too stressed, so you get to the 100% mark, that's either breakthrough or breakdown. If they break down, you get another 100 bar. And if they get to the 100, 200%, they have a heart attack and die, like, straight oh up. Oh, my God. And that stresses out everybody else. Like, I literally had a run-through where uh, one person got stressed out, then she she stressed out everyone else, and then she caused another character to have a heart attack because he got so stressed out. She had a heart attack, and then my other two people died because she was my healer. <laughs> and so, like... This looks incredibly fun. Oh, it is so much fun. It's honestly on my list for Game of the Year. 
It is a Dude, extremely it looks so fun. fun game. But you don't actually swing your sword. It's like a turn-based. Yeah, it's like a turn-based, and each person has different... Uh, they actually have six talents, but you can only equip three. Oh, because that because yeah, because having two would just be too simple. Yeah. So you so you have three different things that you can do, and they're actually based off of like your placement too. Like there are some skills. Well, yeah, because you've got four people. Yeah. So they do that whole thing like in games where, um, like if you're standing in the back row, you have to, you, it's different. You can't do as much damage, but you don't no, take no, as no, much no, damage. No, it's, it's not even. No, it's not. It's okay. not even like that. It's literally like whether or not you can do an item. Like there, like there's this healer, and if she's she can only heal if she's in the third or fourth slot. If she's in the first or second slot, she literally cannot heal. And, like, enemies can and will pull you, like, they can pull you and push you, so they mess up your order. Um, wow. Then, uh, also, there's certain talents where it's like, I can only hit the second and third enemy in the next row. Like, what so was stuff that, like that. What was that game we were playing, Jordan, on DS, where you actually have to, like, knock, like, it mattered what the... Great in Historia. Yep. Yep. Which only Jordan game. would know. Uh, so it's, it's similar to that. They, they must have taken that one idea from that, where like guys can push and pull you. Because in Radiant Historia, that was the way it was. Like you knock dudes into other dudes to hit, kill them. Uh, you and if you and if somebody got knocked out of a certain position, they couldn't do their spells as well from that position and stuff. It was similar a little bit. Yeah, no, that, that's like that happens. And also like there's a, there's corpses, and so like if you unless you kill someone by a blood. Um, a bleed effect or poison, their corpse will sit there, so they take up a slot, so it's not like they move forward then mm-hmm. after you kill someone. Like, it can... So then you can really screw yourself, because you're like, oh man, I have all these dudes, but none of them can hit the third person, and I have this corpse there, oh. and it's like... So then you get kind of frustrated. So it's a, there's a lot of strategy in putting your team together and going through how, it and everything. How varied is it? Like, an, and so you could you pick the team. You pick and then the, the team. Bo- how many different types of enemies and different? And there, it, there's a different. There's different enemy types depending on what dungeon you choose to go through. And is it randomly generated? Yes, each dungeon is randomly generated, and there's a quest, and like you. But get there a, is a story. What, I don't know if there's so. There's not really a story so much as like you're trying to just like fix the castle. Okay. But but there's a but then there's quests with each thing like it's like like there's one quest where it's like destroy three animal shrines and you have to go through the thing and you have to destroy three shrines but then another thing might be you know kill uh, or do ninety percent of all room battles like that's a really popular one Interesting. and so you have to do do and a room battle is it means go through uh, and really consume the hell out of that map yeah yeah and, a, and a, like that doesn't count hallway fights like there's hallway fights and there's room fights yeah like so you do ninety percent of the room fights. And as you go through, also, there's, like, different currency, because, like, the way you level up things is with portraits, um, portraits, emblems, like, land, plot ownerships, decrees, or something like that, and something else that I can't remember. But, so, and each place has a different place. Like, if you go to the Warrens, you get, uh, oh, statues. Like, if you go to the Warrens, you, you can only get statues in the Warrens, and stuff like that. So, it kind of forces your gameplay, too. Like, you're, like... We need statues, so I have to go here and stuff like that. But it's, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's so much fun because <laughs> you have to balance all these different things. How long even? How long has that been out? Have you been playing in a while, or? Um, it actually did come out last. It was in Steam early release last year. Oh wow! Okay. And I I started playing it actually last year around Christmas. Wow. And then I've been I was playing it up into for like. Up until March, I think, is when I kind of stopped playing. Because it got really, really hard. And I was just like... I got angry because my yeah. best team died. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> oh, you mean they die and they're dead forever? They die and they're dead forever, yes. And then you have to like level up a whole other team. Because like, if there's a level 3 area... That's you, how it goes. No, just get rich is giving a look. Yeah, but... but, but, but Rick, this game sounds so great, except I don't want to play it now. 
Well, no, the problem is you're, you're, kind, you're not wrong. Uh, I almost want to watch it because and like strategize with someone else, but when the team dies, like let them suffer the misery of that. To me, the thing about it is the thing about a roguelike is you don't have that much invested. You never have more than like 10 minutes or 15 minutes or an hour at the most invested in like a spelunky uh, dungeon dive or like a, or, or like a um, rogue legacy trip through the castle. You start over, sure, or even, even Binding of Isaac. But in this game, you have this team you've been leveling for what weeks, and then they're just fucking dead. That's like playing. That's like playing fucking Diablo on hardcore, which I would never conceive of doing. No, I, I never thought I would like this game because I hate that kind of stuff. But I loved this game until so it fucking much. did it to you, and you were like, well, <laughs> "No, no, no!" It was just that this. I was like on the darkest dungeon, which is level five place, and then I just got really frustrated because I, I died in a stupid way. It was my fault. Like ninety nine percent of the time, if you die, it's your fault. Like, Nonetheless, you screwed up. So you so. have to relevel everything from the beginning of. No, because like you want to give people breaks so that their sanity goes down. So you have like. Four teams at a time. We're in there in varying degrees of level and whatnot. So, like, no, I have another team that can very easily take. Which is that that team had like really good stuff too, and I, they were my favorite team because, like, I like you can have favorite classes and stuff like that. And that you was just lose a, all your gear a and group all that. Of all my favorite classes, I think they changed it now to where you don't lose your gear. Because there were there have been many updates. Cause a lot of people were really upset that you would like just lose all your gear and so and there was like no way to get it back. Oh. But I think there is a way now that you can kind of reclaim some of the stuff, which wow. is nice. Now it's on PS4 too, right? It's only on. I don't know if it's on PS4. It's only on PC that I know of. Oh, okay, cool, cool, awesome. Well, that sounds like really fun. If they have done, if they have fixed some of that stuff, I could see, I could see playing. Yeah, and they they did make it a little easier because when I first started playing it, when even level three was like would smack you in the face, and you were just like you weren't prepared for it. Oh, it but. looks like it says Darkest Dungeon will add random town events. But the PS4 and Vita versions have been delayed to... This was in April 26th. Let's see when they're delayed till. Um, oh, I didn't know it was coming to PS4. That's cool. So yeah. if you have a PS4, you're only playing it on the computer. There you go. Well, hold I on. would recommend oh, playing oh, it. Oh, uh, spring or early summer. Uh, late July or August. So that's when I'll be playing it. So Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Are you going to play the hell out of that? I don't have a system to play it. Well, I, I have a PC. Uh, I don't really have an interest in playing a roguelike on the computer. Mm. So... Okay, cool. Uh, what do you have an interest in playing, my friend? Um, many things, but we're not talking about what I'm interested in playing till later. So I'll right. talk about what I already had interest in playing. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick couple of run through on these because you know, yeah, I, I, hear, yeah. I don't want to do a whole deep dive on all these games. But as far as the Wii U goes, I did play a number of titles, uh, which includes well, one of these I want to talk about. I did play Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess HD. Uh, and you know, that game gets a lot of flack, um, and I think as someone who doesn't hold Ocarina of Time in as much reverence, mm-hmm. uh, I've always kind of had a, a soft spot for it. I hated it on the Wii because of all the, like, hand-waving you had to do. Um, but overall I enjoyed it. It's just, it, it, it's a very grim game. It is very dark. Uh, and while it has some creative visuals, uh, it's, it's, it, it is kind of just... In a lot of ways, people call it Ocarina of Time revamp, and it kind of is. It does follow similar structure. You see the same characters, similar dungeon types. Um, but it is a fun game, and you know, if you have a Wii U, it's not even the best Zelda they've remade for it, actually, because <laughs> Wind Waker's on there. But I think Twilight Princess is a good Zelda game. It's not one of the best, but it's it's a fun time. Um, I, I would like to uh, finish it. 
potentially. Uh, Rich, I think you've played through all of Twilight Princess. Yeah, I played Twilight Princess. I, I liked it a lot, but then again, I was playing it like it was my it was my launch title for Wii. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's when I played it. I didn't finish it then, but. but I did, and and it was like for me, it was like you know how games are all about the, being in the right mood at the right time. We've already even talked about that on this episode, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, that was just perfect timing. I was like, this is I was the right age with the right system with nothing else to play on it, and ready to dive into that game. And so it was perfect for me. I also only ever got to the water. This is blasphemy from gamers perspective, but I only ever got to the Water Temple in Ocarina. I don't think that's blasphemy. I think there's plenty of people that would have that story. But that I never finished that game. I mean, you know, that's a huge that's a huge, you know, signpost in the gamer's journey. You know? Um, Like the hero's journey, but for gamers. Um, But, you know, I I never really had those problems. I like the wolf sections. I just, that game is interminably long, and maybe that speaks to me not love-loving it, but it's really, really, really long. But I thought it was really fun, and I—I I mean, the thing about the Zelda games, if you're in the right mood for them, dungeons always going to be fun. The combat's always going to be fun. I enjoyed the wolf stuff, so I just had a really good time with it. Yeah, uh, and I wasn't really judging it like as critically as I might now. Sure, so, but you know, yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, I picked up Mario Kart Eight. Because Mario Kart's always a good time. So fun. I love Mario Kart. And this is a really good one. It's full of content. I, I got the two DLC packs, which come with an additional uh, eight tracks each. So, you know, there's 48 tracks in the game. Damn, that's a lot of tracks. A couple of special ones based on Animal Crossing and Zelda. And you've got more tracks than Zero. a addict. What? <laughs> Sorry, just go ahead. I don't... Uh... <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Mario Kart's fun. This one has the gravity mechanic and... Uh, it's just a fun game to play with friends, yeah. uh, racing through. I'm, I'm, I've played it a lot, and I, I've, I was going through trying to just finish it on every cup. Uh, not much more to say on that. Mario Kart fun, yeah. Thumbs Ooh. up to Mario Kart. Uh, similarly, Super Smash Brothers, which I, I talked about a lot when it was on 3DS. Because yeah. I know we, I played the 3DS version, which uh, they strategically released before the Wii U version. Because if not, nobody would have ever played it. Yeah, probably not. But I like Smash Brothers. I've always liked it, and uh, I, I, I fancy to go at it and tr- being like trying to get super competitive and you know turning off up to jump and being all like, yeah, I'm gonna get really good with the character. And it's just like uh, it was fun to do that. Yeah, but it's that never was, gonna like, actually it was like a happen. mini deep dive. <laughs> it was it was a couple of weeks. I was playing Smash every day, but man, to, to really get good at a fighting game, you have to slavishly devote yourself to it. Uh, yeah, uh, even Smash, and I do enjoy watching competitive Smash now. now more than I did. Because you understand what they're trying to I do. I definitely understand and, and all, it I mean, a lot I, yeah, I mean, you even understood it a lot better before this last deep dive. Like, you went into the whole... You were telling me about edging and edge guarding and all that kind of stuff like, a couple years ago with uh, when you had uh, the one for, I guess, GameCube and then you Melee? Had, yeah, I've had Melee a couple times. Melee and then you had, like, the update of Melee or... Oh, Project M, yeah. which is the Brawl reverb, revamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you were, you were doing... You've done mini deep dives on freaking... It's always a fun game to play. It's just no one else I know really likes to play. So. I can't get into it. I don't know. It's one of those things where I always feel like I'm falling off the edge. It's kind of like shooters, competitive shooters. I always feel like I'm getting shot in the back of the head in those. I better. I need to get better and like stop saying that stupid line because I've been saying that for ten years. I need to just learn how to not get shot in the back just of the get head. Get good, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. Come on, man. Quit this shit. Get good. And and in Smash, I feel like I'm falling off the cliff. Cliff. I'm being bashed up into the sky. I'm just not good at it. That's what you get. You get bashed up into the yeah. sky. I don't know. I make Kelsey play it. 
I don't mind playing it. I hate playing it with the Wii stick and the Z controller. I have a controller. You fun. can play with that. I know, but we normally play with three people, and somehow I never get We're going to play after this nice... now. And you're gonna... I don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> Doom 2. Put your money where, the mouth, where your Doom. mouth is, and does she really want to play it? Not really. Doom you. Ah. Mm. Anyway, uh, so Smash Brothers, fun. The last Wii U game out. Well, oh, I did play a couple other ones. I played um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Uh, which is not as good as Donkey Kong Country Returns. Sadly, I didn't find. You played um, it all the way through, though. I did, yeah. I, I, I really want to play it. It's fun. Um, it's just... Mm, I don't know. The the addition of the other Kongs, they aren't... There's like one, one... Dixie Kong's pretty good. Cranky Kong is a terrible companion partner. His ability is like to Uncle Scrooge hop on things. But, yeah, but the speedrunners, they love him. Do they? I've actually watched a lot of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Yeah, because he can bounce on things and stuff like that. Anyways. Oh, whatever. I'm not speedrunning Donkey Kong Country. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's fun overall, but I didn't... I didn't... I don't know what it is. I remember being way more entranced with Returns and it being more challenging and more, like, satisfying to beat levels and, and go through it the way I did, but... Yeah, could just be your different place as a gamer. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I really want to play New Super Mario Brothers still, or not New Super. Well, yes, New Super, but um, uh, Super Mario 3D World. I'd still like to go through and play that. And how about uh, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, whatever, and then New Luigi Brothers or whatever? Yeah, those two would be interesting, but they're, I'm not dying. They're, they're, it's just another New Super Mario Bros. We played a little bit of it when you had a Wii U yeah. a few years back. Uh, the last. Uh, Wii U game I want to mention is Hyrule Warriors, which I had a heck of a lot of fun with going through the campaign and uh, doing like the the map mode. It's basically Dynasty Warriors Zelda, uh, if you haven't heard of it or, or didn't know. But it's uh, it's basically just you know you go through and you bash a bunch of minions and you're really powerful and you fight bosses, but it's all with a Zelda skin, and that helps because uh, Tib is a huge fan of Dynasty Warriors, but he's read the Three Kingdoms. Right. Like, he's a super big Three Kingdoms fan, which I... He knows every character in that game, pretty much. I mean, and there's hundreds. Yeah, but uh, coming into it as just someone... I've played a couple Dynasty Warriors and tried to, but it's impenetrable. Also, though, the the, the I played a little bit of Hyrule Warriors, and the combat is much more... I think it's better combat. I think the combat feels more punchy. I, I don't want to say that. I think it's been... I mean, like, when what was the last Dynasty Warriors you played? Pretty recently over Tim's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just felt like I was swinging a sword through, like, an ocean as opposed to but dudes. That's like... The f- I love Dynasty Warriors. That's kind of the point in Hyrule. I, I would say they... Like, a lot of the enemies still feel that way. It's just... I don't know. I feel like I'm hitting actual enemies more, but I don't know. Maybe it's because of the skin. Maybe it's emotional. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I know I'm sure... I, I just... I just... I love Dynasty Warriors. I've always... I wanted to play Hy- Hyrule Warriors because I love Dynasty Warriors it's so fun. much. It's fun. It has a garbage two-player mode, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, see, Dynasty Warriors two-player mode's not bad. Well, the problem is you can it's play it three it. ways. Yeah. Uh, you can play with the Wii pad and either on screen and Wii U in general having that second screen that you can just throw the game to and play on is sweet. If you have, especially if you live with someone else and they want something else, you can just play on the game pad. I've done that a lot. Uh, I wish there were better options for other systems to do that. You know, Vita has a Vita gives the PS4 an option to do that, right? And then yes, and I or think there's Smart to. Glass, maybe not really though. Smart Glass, no, I can't no, I play games so. on it. Yeah, that. okay, yeah. So there's not really an Xbox One. I can just control the Xbox One on it. Uh, so the Wii U is just really fun to, for that aspect. But So in Hyrule Warriors, you can have three control options. There is um, the, the standard Wii U, and it does what you need it to do. There is uh, the Pro Controller, which is 50 bucks, and I never really saw the point in buying. 
And it's frustrating because the GameCube has... There's a special GameCube adapter that's like, you can use this with games that are adaptable to it. And really, it's just a Smash Bros. box. Uh, but it would it would fit perfectly on a GameCube controller. Hyrule Warriors would. But it doesn't. Or you could play with the Wiimote and Nunchuck. And that, in and of itself, wouldn't be bad. It would be awesome. However. The... Everything has a button in that game. There are special attacks that you only use occasionally. There's like an uber transformation mode. That gets a button on the Wiimote. But for your basic attack, you have to swing the Wiimote. And imagine... Now picture this. Dynasty Warriors. But you have to actually swing the Wiimote as your sword. For no, every no, swipe that sounds awful. in the whole campaign. That sounds But terrible. there's a button for the special attack and a button for the morph mode. But there's... There, you can't even reconfigure the controls. It makes no sense that that's what they why went with. Why would they... That's so... Cause because there are, they're Nintendo. They do what they please. That's buttons, why. Buttons. Buttons. Well, is yeah. It's just a bad setup, and it makes it in an unviable game as a two-player if you don't it, have the pro controller. It's unbelievable. It literally uh, negates the ability to play. Yeah, we did it a little, and neither of us were... <laughs> no. It's too much of a sacrifice. Yeah. It's too much of... I mean, you can't play it for any length of time. I mean, it's one thing to play... Even even when I played um, um, Twilight Princess with the Wii mode, like, I was playing it with the Wii mode. A, it was really novel at that point, and B... That game, you're not swiping all the time. Most no, of the time, you're running around adventuring. Because you know what I, mean? I, I played Twilight Princess on the Wii, and yeah, no, I don't. I, I wasn't as it it's wasn't, fine. Yeah, Even if you try fun. to low key it too, it's still like you you are you're doing hundreds of attacks you. per level. It's like carpal tunnel wrist. I mean, it's bad, dude. It's bad. Uh, it's the other bad part scene. is, you know, when you're doing two player, one player is on the Wiimote screen, which I don't mind. Again, I play the game like that a lot, but yeah, it's just unfortunate. Overall, it's fun though. It, it has a lot of cool secrets. The the adventure map is based on the original Legend of Zelda and gives you all these different challenges, which is awesome because the original Legend of Zelda map is just so genius. It's seen a crazy amount of DLC because they now but have not maps. the ability to upgrade the controllers. Still, not that. But there's like there there are adventure modes. They had a whole p- season of DLC with like the Master Quest and the Majora's Mask map. And wait, if you the- bought the Pro Controller, you wouldn't have that problem. No, the Pro Controller just works like a standard controller, and you can have that and the the Wii mode. Yeah, or the Wii, the Wii, the Wii, the and pad. then you'd be fine. Yeah, then you'd be fine. Uh, that's a big investment for for that one game. Yeah. Uh, the bigger thing is it's just been super crazy supported. There, there was a whole season of DLC. Then they did the remake. For the 3DS, which added a bunch of new stuff in and of itself. And now that has its own season pass with maps based on Link's Awakening and the Oracle games. And it's just an insane amount of content that has been given to the game. So And that's going to be portable. Yeah, it all can move to the Wii U version. And so vice versa. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the Wii U version just, I think, ha- or the, the 3DS version just has everything from the Wii version. And then plus, okay. Yeah. It. So it's just a crazy amount of content. And if you like Dynasty Warriors, uh, it's worth playing. It's, it's a great game, and I think we mentioned it earlier with the completionist playing it. The original just base game was like a 230-hour game. Right. So you throw in all this DLC and the new epilogue for Wind Waker, that the, the 3DS version. It's and crazy. Now, and Linkle, I mean, for the first time ever, there's a female Link, which is killer. Yeah. So that's been really cool. Um, and so that that's my rundown on the Wii U, and I'll cut it there. Okay, cool. Um, well, I will go to uh, a couple of my quick picks then. Um I uh, for a while there I was with without any of the new gen consoles for a very short while. At that point, I played Assassin's Creed Rogue. I got about halfway through it, and then my 360 freaking stopped reading discs. So that's like the second time I've played that game halfway through. Really bums me out. The only one here with a working 360. I think so. Oi. 
The disk drive works? My disk drive works, yeah. Damn it. Oh, we have to slam it, but still. No, yeah, I have to pop it open, but everything still runs once it gets going. God damn it. Mine does not. It's slow, if that helps. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> I would take it. Um, so I did that. Uh, I got back into Skyrim, because I really wanted a deep RPG to play. I was mm-hmm. really enjoying that. That game's really fun. Everybody knows that, though. No news there. Uh, Far Cry 3, I want to play... For some reason, I'm, like, slavish to the fact that I want to beat Far Cry 3 before I play Far Cry 4 or Far Cry Primal. So I was playing some more Far Cry 3. That's That game is exceptionally good. I think it was your game of the year one year, right? 2012, when it came out, yeah. Right. Um, Has it been that long? <laughs> up to uh, up to the current um, time, um, I got... Uh, I'm playing on Xbox One lately a lot, um, and I grabbed a couple games for it that I've been wanting to play for a while. Um, those were uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, that's really fun. Have you played that, guys, at all? Not Advanced With Warfare. Kevin no. Spacey. No, no I'm not. He's so funny in it. He's so cool, dude. He's just like, son, you know, you were born to be a soldier. We need to use that gift. He's so like the PMC asshole. You know what I mean? Oh, it's great. It's great. Like war never changes. He's he's perfect. Um, so I've been enjoying that. It's. I mean, the, the shooting mechanics are mad fun. Those games are just mad fun. I mm-hmm. mean, to play the campaign especially. I know you guys like zombies, and now this year. Uh, how excited are you guys about Infinite? Not slightly. Not even slightly for Infinite. It's got zombies. It's not Treyarch, though. It's, yeah, it's not. Well, well, it's not even that it's not Treyarch. It's not an interesting concept to me. There's that. The spy- I, I'm not. I'm not into space. For I, me, they keep get, they keep doing too much futury stuff, and I'm just like, how future can for we me? Get? I, I for me, it's Treyarch. Um, I didn't. Li- I haven't played space, Call of Spacey. Uh, but Ghost was not good, and that was the same team that's doing Infinite. So I'm like, eh. Okay, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I might at some point play it, I'm sure. But, like... It's not going to be a day of release it's game. Not gonna, yeah, it's unless not going to be a day of release game. Unless something insanely... Dude, I just don't understand why the space idea doesn't intrigue you at all. Why would that done it. Be? Kind of. Because, like, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 did the future thing. I mean, it wasn't space, but, like, I'm like... Like, I don't know, Future Tech was kind of, like... I mean, they did it well, don't get me wrong. Uh, Black Ops 3 still on my Game of the Year list. Like, that game was amazing. I just... I don't know. I'm not... I'm not... Like, the the Future Tech just gets so weird It's funny to me, because Battlefield is, like, turning all the heads by... Aren't they going backwards? Yeah. World War I. Oh, that's, like, my most into... That's probably one of my most into games. People are sick of the future. Because you're assholes! You're assholes because it's like everybody wants it's it's just so flavor of the month. It's like we want future, man. This is stale and oh man, another fucking Call of Duty set back in the old wars, man. And then no, they haven't set out. one in the people, old wars. No, 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 no. Back in the day, I was talking about five, six, seven years ago, and then they went future, and everybody's like, yeah, future tech, this is rad. And now everybody's like, man, we're tired of the future. No, I mean it's just so dickish. When Advanced Warfare <laughs> came out, there was a vocal majority who were like, we wish you would do World War One. Like there was a, a huge. There's a lot. There's vocal minorities about fucking everything, dude. No, no, no. Majority. The majority of people were saying that they would. That's exactly what I'm saying. Back. The fucking taste changes so quickly. Well, yeah, no, it does. But I mean, but I mean, it's just it's something that's more interesting uh, to me, at least. It I'm more interested. Fresh. In it. There hasn't been. Think of it this way, you know, when they were doing those older games, it was five, six, seven years ago. We want to see those older settings and new technology. You're part of this Wii now? I'd like uh, Battlefield One looks good to me. Yeah, Battlefield One looks really good to me. And it's World War One. No one's done World War One. Anyway, that that sounds look, 
Look, like that's World War Two. Look, that first of all, it's just weird to see Battlefield One. No, like I, what the I, fuck I, does that? I'm mean? not saying that I like the name. The name is weird. No, I'm game to play that game. The problem I have with what that system is, do we all own? The problem with that? No, no, no. A one like a numeral. It's weird. Oh, but if they spell it out, it'd be just... yeah, it'd be a little better. Battlefield <laughs> One with a number looks weird because no, it's like you put a two, ba- but you don't put a one. You know what I mean? Okay, listen. First of all, I was weird on the Xbox One too. I was like, why? I know. Isn't the I, was Xbox an X- I hate the Xbox One idea. Too. Yeah, I know. Oh no, the X Bone is what it's called. I don't like X Bone, <laughs> and I don't like Xbox One. I think it's stupid, and I would think Xbox Are One you an is the Xbox. The Xbox oh, okay. is the first fucking Xbox, and then this X-Boon. one is this. Anyway, anyway, you guys, you guys, you guys are razzing me. You guys are razzing me on purpose. <laughs> Boon from Lost, <laughs> or how about Ed Boon? <laughs> Noob Cybot. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay, he's so, in, he's influential. You so here, here's that. the thing, right? Let me. Yeah, and this might change. This might change your opinion on what my my opinion here. So, Call of Duty Two is my favorite Call of Duty game. It's a good one, it and is. that's World War Two. Yeah, sure. I love that game. So, I'm not against the old world settings. I like that, but I also think Infinite is it Infinite. I think it, Infinite. I, yes, that it, sounds interesting. It, I mean, I go into space. Check. I mean, they haven't done that. They haven't like. Uh, I mean, I think in one of know, the games you do like go to space at the end, but like a legitimate space shooter. That's going to be. I'm just curious. Yeah, they're going to do it. Can I bust your balls a little? Yeah. You know, Infinite does sound like a good idea. Like, what if Bioshock was Infinite? That'd probably be the best one. Uh. <laughs> I mean, the best That's Bioshock. a great point. I don't have a good track record with Infinites. <laughs> I like Bioshock 2 better than Infinite. I, no, probably. I'm, when I'm, I'm not That's saying hard to say, if you were to be like, hey, day one release, which would you buy, Battlefield 1 or Call of Duty Infinite? Battlefield, Battlefield 1. 1 is the one I'm buying. I'm not destroying Battlefield You guys are freaking ridiculous. Infinite. You don't even play Battlefield games. Yeah, but the, I you haven't played fucking Battlefield in five games. I play Battlefield They're huge three. games. They are huge, they are so huge expansive games with tanks and planes that are multiplayer focused in a way that neither of you guys play. Stop fronting. But the concept looks good. Did we? Did we? Were we ever Call of Duty Day One gamers no, before last no, year? No, 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 and then no. I just can't believe like one. as pumped as you are about Call of Duty right now. And I know it's not. You're pumped about Treyarch Call of Duty. Black Ops. Okay, he's pumped about Treyarch Call of Duty. I was pumped about. <laughs> You were <laughs> about zombie mode. Zombie That's mode. what I was talking about. And, and what did they do? They said, hmm, we know people are going to be fucking pissed about this infinite setting and another, a couple other things. So here's what we're going to do. Number one, instead of doing like some like new wave-based thing, we're going to give you zombies in an Infinity Ward game. But there's horseback riding in Battlefield 1. <laughs> you get to ride a horse. That's like the best in a big open Kurt. world fucking world that you guys will never be playing in because you don't play multiplayer fucking military. We'll play shooters. the campaign, and maybe you'll get on a horse once, and the campaign will be five hours, like every battlefield campaign. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> every battlefield campaign has been. I can't believe it. I think you guys are just saying you're going to be big Battlefield One fans. Just don't fuck no, I'm not saying that. I just said that. I'm, I'm more saying... excited for Battlefield One than Call of Duty. Yeah, Infinite. we might not. No, we you said you're, it's a day one. Purchase. No, no, she was saying if you said no, if, day if, one, if, one or the yeah, other. If oh, you okay. said day one, one or the well, other, uh, Battlefield uh, One. Blowing out fine, those fine. If you say, would you? If you would give me, if you're like, here's Call of Duty Infinite and here's Battlefield One, I'd read for Battlefield One. Yeah, because that is more interesting to me. At this point in time. Okay, that's fair. Odds are it'll come to November and we might not get either. She's like, nope, get Battlefield 1. <laughs> <laughs> you, ah! I'm like, I was trying to, I was trying to just give him a bone. But it's World War One. It is, though. Anyway, 
What was the original point of talking there? Oh, Spacey. Call of Spacey. Call of Spacey. Whatever, I lost interest. <laughs> anyway, the other games I've been playing. Um, let's see. Uh, the other one that I wanted to mention briefly was uh, I got uh, Paper Jam. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. Give me a minute. Mario! Okay, yes. go, go. Mario Luigi Paper Jam. Um, and I just started it, so there's not much to talk about. Why my, mind, just... my mind went to Papers, Please, that game Tim likes. About yeah, the that is card. not a game I would ever play. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh! And then I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim and uh, who's that dude who was on Giant Bomb for a while and does like newsy news for about video games? You know the uh, guy I'm talking about? No, he, he, you do know him, but I just can't think of his name not right Gerstman? now. Gerstman? Not, no, he dude. Gerstman's my Bomb. fucking hero. Um, no, um... Klepek, Patrick Klepek. Oh yeah, Kleps. Kleps, yeah. Patrick Klepek is like, Papers, Please, Rules, I love indie games. Hey, Patrick Patrick Klepek did a really sweet Lost podcast. I have been a huge fan. Look, I've been down with Patrick Klepek since way back. I've met Patrick Klepek. Patrick Klepek's really cool. He brings a hard news perspective to gaming news. But whatever, like, the dude is all about some indie fucking crap and like whacking off all over it. I mean, he is. He loves, like, Papers, Please. Like, If Papers, Please was twice as depressing, he'd be like, yeah. You know, he also plays Mario. Yeah, he's just like, dude, Mario Maker. Can you make the hardest, most like like torturous level ever? And like, Mario, could a dog man, die that's where in it's it? at. That'd be great. Exactly, he'd dig it. He, he, I don't know. Stop. Is that book have a dog dying in it? Yes. <laughs> I literally he showed me pictures and I started crying. Let's give a shout out to your friend in the meantime. Previous show guest Gabriel Dunstan, his second volume of Purgatory Pub just launched, but I have his old. Uh, his old web com- or his old diary webcomic and it, uh, <laughs> it has a really well done story of, of his dog and what happened with uh, No not Penny No I started crying. <laughs> it was bad. He's a jerk. I'm not a jerk. <laughs> no Gabe, Gabe is really good at the emotion. Like there he is singing to his dog in both the past and the present. Is the dog uh, dead? No, not yet. He's going to put it down. Anyway, no, this is a really good collection. He won't... I had to... I specifically asked, because I found the second volume of his comics at a uh, used bookseller. He never sells them anymore, because he's, he's, he said he was trying to distance himself from them. But I asked if he could give me... Or not give me, but, but sell me the first one, so he's going to have one for me at Heroes Con. But uh, he's a really good cartoonist, so you should check out his work if you haven't before. Uh, Purgatory Pub is a webcomic now. You can find it online. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's continuing. Well, well... The way he's doing it is he's putting all the old ones online, and you can get the book if you want, but he's just, like, slowly trying to, like, rebuild it so that once he gets to book three, he'll have, like, a backlog of pages and continue to update it that awesome. way. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I think that kind of is perfect for a webcomic. I think so. It's but, perfect. Uh, anyway, awesome. So check that out. Uh, Gabriel Dunstan, really talented uh, local artist. Yeah. Slash, uh, local writer. to Cary, North Carolina. But yeah. Just yeah. to double remind people where we're based on. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. So anyway, I got Paper Jam. I've been enjoying it, but I just started. Some of the reviews are positive. What are you guys talking about over here? Yeah, anyway, some of the reviews are positive. Some of the reviews are negative. They seem I, pretty mixed, yeah. I really like it. Uh, Have you gotten got, to the toad hunting yet? Yeah, it's really fine. I mean, I don't love it. I just it. heard there's a, a shit ton of it. I, I mean, whatever. It's just, all it is is an excuse to do the same shit you do in that game anyway. Oh, now it's under the guise of toad hunting. It's the same thing you do in any other Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga type and, and Beyond game. So, like, okay, so toad hunting... I mean, instead of solving... Dress matters, I mean, to, in fairness. Dress does matter. matter. Dress does matter. It's just, but, I mean, it has that, too. It's a huge game. If it was, like, baby toad clubbing, you wouldn't be that... Ex- you wouldn't be jazzed about it, even if it was the same mechanics. Yeah, you're right. I would hate, that would not be cool. So... <laughs> Dark Mario. To the game. right audience. Anyway, the point is I'm not far enough in it to really talk, but... Sure, sure. More news but you're on, excited about it. I know loving, you love those games. Love those games. More news on that later. Um, and then, actually, 
I think what we should do at this point. I don't. How, what, what is your list looking like? I have two more games to mention out of sight of what I assume are the top two. And, well, there's actually a, a third top game that I was thinking we should probably rise that we've all played. Okay. Um, rise of the Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Wow. We've all played the shit out of that, right? I mean, yeah. I've beaten it. Yeah. So I would like to talk about that one as well, maybe as the first of the three we talk about. So, I mean, that can be shorter, but I'm just that, saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, so I want to let's clear out everything but those three, and okay. then uh, and those will be our, uh, our our one, two, three uh, uh, main events. So, um, so I guess I've cleared out my list. So Kelsey, why don't you finish off yours? Jordan, finish off yours, and then we'll we'll, we'll go into those. How's that? Okay, sounds good. All I right. can use some. I have a few quick ones, anyways. Um, Costume Quest 2, it was a free game. Uh, wow, it only got dropped like two days ago, man. You're on top of that shit. Took me six hours to beat it. Wow. It was, it was fun. They're the Costume Quest games. Yeah, they're not shapes? long. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's a fun little like RPG type thing. It was cute the way you change into your costumes. Aww. I liked it. It was adorable. Aww. It was cute. Like and then it. you take your dog and you get it put down. Oh, not Roscoe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> not Roscoe. Um, well, not Roscoe. your dog. <laughs> One's imaginary dog. I wasn't trying to make it that personal. Costume Quest is a metaphor for the death of childhood. Wow, you do both. Just the death uh, of what? Childhood. Yes. All right, whatever. Anyways, next game. Uh, speaking of death, take off your childish uh, costumes. Rogue Legacy. Throw them to the ground. All right. Just want to talk. I thought you'd played that back in the day. No, I bought it recently. Like within the two, three months, I bought recently-ish, it. Recently-ish, yeah. Uh, it was fun. I've played... Is it? Because you've barely played... <laughs> I, I got really out of the road, like... Have you like, beaten one boss? Yeah, I have. You beat the eye? Yeah, I beat the eye. Okay. I, I, yeah. that's it? Yeah, no. I, I, I just fell off a road, like, so I was just kind of like, you know, and then there was other games that were out, and I was just like... Because I only like, bought two or three games Rogue at the Legacy same time. Rogue Legacy is the story of a family dying and consumed by its own obsession. Are you drawing dream. a dog? I did. <laughs> she drew a dog head! <laughs> that was a while ago. Whatever. <laughs> we talked about it. Um, give me my list. Okay, you pick ju- one. I need to do something. Uh, Fran Bo, if you draw a bloody mess around that dog. <laughs> I'm not going to draw a bloody mess around that dog. Anyway, if there's a headstone behind it. Uh, Fran Bo is... Is that what you were going to do? No. Yeah, he was. Here Fran- lies Ro- Rocco. <laughs> Fran Bo was a really fun point and click adventure uh, horror game. It's actually a really fun game. Isn't it free? And had I played, no, no, it costs money. I couldn't remember. There are free games on Steam. There are free games. No one's snapping at you except if you draw a headstone behind that dog. Um. Anyways, uh, Franbo. It's this horror game. He plays little girl. She's in the psych ward, and she wants to leave because she needs to find a cat, Mister Midnight, who talks to her. And she's Aww. like, she's like, I need to find Mister Midnight. And it's actually a brutal, gross, disgusting, makes me unnerved game. Like, they're, like, you take these pills and you see this other side, and, like, just, like, disgusting beasts that are entrails and stuff. It was gross. I loved it. <laughs> it was so amazing. What's and, the game um, called? Franbo? Franbo, Fran oh, yeah. Wow, there's a, there's, a, there's a gun pointing at my dog. Oh, no! Just, that's just rude. Anyways, um, I don't know. I can talk about it more if you want me to talk about it more. Or, uh, it's I cool. Can, I just want to point and click, game. though, right? Oh, it's it point is and a click. Really, okay, yeah, good. it's point and click and virtual game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's like 15 bucks on how, Steam. How long would you say it is overall? Uh, I think... It's a quick short one? Or? It looks like about took, four or five hours. Yeah, I'd say five to six hours. I don't think it takes too, too long. I think it beat it over two days. Cool. Uh, I it did looks it. fun. I think it's like six acts or look something these, like that. Have you seen these, the art, Jordan? Look at this. Yeah, the, the aesthetic's really cool. I like the aesthetic of it. It's really, it's pretty creepy. And like, 
I want to take the pills. You go to this alternate dimension, so like you can do different things that you can't do on the other one. Look at this hide your pain. Wow, that's cool. Oh yeah, no, it's really fun. I enjoy it. If you like really gross horror games and stuff like that, that are also point and click adventure games, I would recommend it. It was a lot of fun. Um, Sunset Overdrive was another free game. Oh yeah, that I played. I actually Jordan when I first played it, I in the back of my mind because Jordan had. Well, you played... We maligned the shit out of it. It was on our most disappointing two years ago. What was? Sunset, Sunset. Overdrive. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, we, we really hated that game. And, and what happened was... We didn't was, get too enough far enough here's in Here's the, the problem. Here's the problem. Microsoft did a very foolish thing, and they didn't know this about that game. But when you first start that game and you don't give people enough time to play it, it really comes across poorly because you have to master those mechanics at least a little bit to be able to enjoy that game at all. You know, definitely. And, until I, like, you I, learn how to run and be always moving and shooting. I told Jordan once you get the air dash, that's when the game starts getting really fun. Which it really I think does. is after Camp Bushido, which is Camp Bushido, which is like the second camp that you, or the second like group that you go to after uh-huh. Camp Bushido. It's like, the game gets pretty, I don't want to say easy, it doesn't get easy, but it's definitely... You you get it more, and there's better traversal method methods and stuff like that. Yeah, because at first it's like you got to stay moving on these like rails, and so it's like it's more like um, what's that game with the uh, graffiti and the skating? Um, Jet Set Radio. It's more like Jet Set Radio than it was like. I was gonna say Mark Echoes getting up. Oh, <laughs> that was my jam, dude. That was my not really. Just for the record, not at all. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay, go ahead. So 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 we we had maligned it, but we hadn't played enough of it. So what happened was. You got it. Apparently, you liked it. And then Jordan was like, I heard it's actually pretty good. It was free to play for the month. So Jordan starts playing it, and he loved it so much that he actually switched from playing another game we're going to talk about later to playing it at one point. Um, so he really ended up liking Quantum Break. I mean, uh, uh, Sunset. Yeah, it ended up being a lot more fun than I thought. It is. It's a lot more fun than I think people probably gave it credit for, which is totally fine, because if I had stopped at, during the Oxford's quest, which is the first one you go through, the first little camp, I would not have picked that game up again. But once you get to Camp Bushido, it's a lot more fun. How many camps are there total? There's there's, there's the Oxfords, there's like your camp, there's uh, Troop Bushido, there's the Fargarthians who are my favorite. There are a bunch of LARPers who got caught in it and like they talk like it's like they're in like the Middle Kingdom and stuff like that. Oh, it's so good. And then there's uh, Las Catrinas, so there's like five. Oh. Five, five that you go through. There's two that are named the same thing? No. Oxfords. Kipushido, Fargarthians, Las Catrinas. That's four. Where's the fifth? Your your camp that you have. That, oh, that, that's okay. like your people. Okay. And stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I thought the guns were pretty cool. Uh, I did end up using basically what the AK analog is, which kind of sucked. But like, I thought the fu- the 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 the, 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 off. the ack off. But that was fun. But it was still a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, 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 another game I can talk about really quickly. Uh, Stardew Valley. It's a fun game. Probably on my game of the year list. Uh, yeah, wow. Review done. Yeah. Review done. Drop, mic drop. Uh, it's it's just, if you like stuff like... You said you can play you can play it as a dungeon crawler entirely if you want? Yes. Um, but if, you shouldn't? Well, okay. So there is a storyline in Stardew Valley. Uh, you can play past it. But you do need to grow crops in order to, like, finish. Because, okay, basically the way you play it is, like, there's this old community center. And, like, there's these little, like pixie beasts thingies and like you go in and they're like oh if you give us these bundles we'll give you things and then it opens up new areas like so the game keeps expanding like you you by the time you probably Is that get the max uh i mean that's your farm but yeah that's oh. that's uh, when you cleaned out all your farm that's your farm no no like there's a giant like there's a whole area oh. that goes around um but as you go through, like, you can play this one bundle, and then it's like, you open up the desert area that you can take the bus and go to the desert, and then there's a whole other thing. 
you open up the quarry, <sighs> you have to open up different things. So by the time you start to get kind of bored with it, I think, like, you've normally unlocked something so that you can play, so that there's, like, a new uh. mechanic to it. So that's a lot of fun. The festivals are a lot of fun. Do you fight shit? Can, yeah, uh, if you go into the mines or the skeleton caves, yep. With you what? Fight different a sword? Things. Yeah, a sword. You have bombs that you can place. Uh, there's also, like, a slingshot. I never used a slingshot, but you do have a slingshot that dude, you can use. Dude, this looks like fucking Minecraft, dude. It's like, you know... Are you ragging on Minecraft? It's no. like Harvest Moon or something. Actually, Notch is a really cool guy, by the way. That's not true at all. Well, I was, that's why I said that. Um, so, but yeah, you might, but, I mean, like, once you're done, you I can still can't believe you said those things. as a farming simulator. You can do it as that. There's fishing that you can play it as. Excuse me, you can, there's cooking, you can have kids, you can get married. And he's, like, constantly updating it. And it's really cool, because one guy made this entire game. One dude. That's pretty amazing. He did everything. His, like, concerned ape. Like, shout out to him. That's amazing. He made an amazing game by himself. And it's actually coming to console soon. He's trying to get it to console soon. So. Trying, or it's coming? Um, well, it's, no, it's coming. He's, like, he's, like, working out all the logistics to get it. Like, he's, because now he wants to hire a team, because he's, like, I can't do this again to myself. So he wants to hire a team to port it over to consoles. And it would oh. come out to Xbox One and PS4, I'm pretty sure. So if you don't want to play it on Steam, play it on that. But I know people who are like, oops, I wanted to play Stardew Valley for two hours, and now it's nine and a half hours have passed, and I'm still playing. So wow. it's a lot of fun. Look at all the minerals, just uh, minerals. Yeah, and then there's like Look, a... There's like just a, the uh, minerals in the game. Nice. Yeah, it's really I, cool. And you can have a pet dinosaur. Who doesn't like having pet dinosaurs? I'm not a huge Harvest Moon fan, and yeah. I know there's a certain appeal level to it. Um, and not that you have to have played Harvest Moon, obviously. No, I, I ha- oh no, no, I haven't played Harvest Moon. I was just wanting a game kind because of, I've always wanted to play Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon, but I don't ever. I never had a 3DS, that, you know, to play. Uh, well, at least Animal Crossing. Like I never had those systems. And then everyone's like, "Hey, if you like those games, play Stardew Valley." So Stardew Valley was the first game that I had access to that was a lot like those games, and right. I loved it. So. If you love Harvest Moon and you love Animal Crossing, you will more than likely love Stardew Valley. It has a cute little pixel aesthetic, too. And it actually is pretty gets pretty deep. Like, the one guy, he's like he's like this ex-jock, and he's like trying to get under the shroud of his father, and you like make connections with these characters and stuff like that. So it's really fun. Okay. Anyway, Stardew Valley, a lot of fun. And then uh, another real quick one, my last one, I get... Well, I guess I have two more. Uh, but Hearthstone, really quickly, they had a new expansion. It's a lot of fun. Jordan's been playing Hearthstone too much to my dismay. Yeah, I don't know why Jordan it bothers you fin- so much. Jordan finally got why into it, Hearthstone. You know why it, exactly why it bothers me, because it's the death of, of all my gamer friends. Maybe not you yet, but a lot of my gamer friends, Tim. Hearthstone is a fun game! And what happens is it, it ends up being... Okay, so everybody that's like a lapsed gamer that I know <laughs> plays Hearthstone and nothing else. They're like, yeah, I don't really have time for anything else, so I just play Hearthstone when I have like Because it's minutes. easy and quick! Great for lapsed gamers that I don't ever want to be. You know, so I don't think I'm a lapsed gamer, and I play a bunch of Hearthstone. But anyway, well, well, that's great. You guys are beating the, the odds. But am I? Oh yeah, no, I'm a lapsed gamer. I'm sorry. Well, uh, you're a girl, so you're already like I'm not fake, a real gamer. So it's so. fine. I also, I guess, I should come clean. I had a 10 free day trial for what, World of Warcraft Warlord the Draenor, and I loved every second of it because oh my god, the garrison is actually vein. so much more fun. Than Wait, but don't you have a character so that's good. like nowhere ready to play? I get this. No, I, I no, I, I power. I, I got into Pandarian. I have like five characters who were ninety. So I'm shifty eyeing no, totally her from ready. across the internet. I just want Wait, to be clear. What? Wait, what happened? I, I have five level ninety characters, so ninety is what you need to go into Warlords of Draenor. See, I'm just I'm I I'm side eyeing her this whole time because at first I'm like, 
What's uh, what you doing over there? She said, no, it's for something in Hearthstone. I'm just it was. Be you and then, like, the next day. The next day, it's like, back on World of Warcraft. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's going on. She said, no, I said I was going to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to come home. I'm gonna, so are you I'm not going to continue? I want to say no, but but Warlord the Drainer is actually a lot more fun. See, you're okay. going to see that movie, and you're going <laughs> to lose control. <laughs> I am going to lose control. I'm going to lose all. Are you excited for the movie? No, not even kind of. Um, <laughs> Until not... you see it. I mean, I, w- I do want to see it, but I'm not excited for it as much as I thought I would be as the huge WoW player that I was. I've been playing WoW since I was, like, what, 13, I think? Probably longer. But anyway, so I've been playing WoW for a while. Okay. Um, but no, World of the Drainer was a lot more fun than I thought it was. The garrison's really cool. It fits into that division aesthetic of, like, it's really cool to see you actually, like, build something. And it's right. in WoW. And I was like, oh, my God, you've put all these things together. Oh, I should probably preface, preface this with... I was excited for the Pokemon thing that was added that no one was excited about, and I was also excited for farming in Mr. Pandaria, so, like, if you have a dumb gimmick in your game, I would probably love it. But anyways, like, Witcher 3, I wanted to play just to play Gwent. But anyways. That is really odd. That is really odd. Right? Uh, but yeah, no, so I played Warlords of Draenor. It was a lot more fun than I thought it was, and they, they like, really catered now to the people who have put a lot of time and effort into it, because now leveling is a, a little a little better for for people who, who've done a lot of stuff in it. So that's nice. Because, like, before you could get heirloom gear, but if you wanted to put it on, like, multiple characters, you had to buy that heirloom gear again, but now it's, like, a spell that you've learned, so oh. that you can just click on it, and now it's... And then if you have, like, 16 pieces, you get a mount that your, your little people can use, so you can go around a little bit faster. No, it... it so they're, they're, they're giving... So they're making it still good for new people, but they're giving, like, you an edge for <laughs> your old person. Because a lot of times, because yeah. a lot because it could piss people off that they give out like level eighty characters or level ninety characters in some of these. Like I know, like if you buy certain expansions, they just give you a level ninety character. Yeah, you you can pick a character that you level up. And I'm actually sadly, well, maybe I'll get to touch on it, but like Legion got really exciting for me. But anyways, and then my last quick game, the flame and the. See flood. the same way you feel about her playing Warcraft is the way that I feel about people playing Hearthstone. No, that's different. Heart, you're you're you're. Your hate they're different in a different, similar way. Yeah, but no, no, she's like a junkie. <laughs> no, and, and that's she, exactly the thing, her, though. <laughs> I get what you mean. She's an admitted junkie. <laughs> I am. But that's the thing, though. That's why Hearthstone is so insidious. It's like, oh, I just play it when I have five or ten minutes. But then, like, they find five or ten minutes, like, 30 times a day. You know what I mean? To play it. But and they're playing a ton of games. That's just all. so much fun. And the esports no, of Hearthstone the, is a lot of fun. And that's one of the reasons that I love that you're now one of the hosts of this show. And that is because you do bring a completely different perspective. The WoW perspective, the PC perspective, and also the esports perspective. And that's awesome. Because I just don't go those, walk those, those, those roads late at night in the dark. So... <laughs> Um, no, anyway, I, I'm glad love, you bring that perspective. I love, you, I, I love I esports. Alright. And then my last quick game, um, I actually was showing Rich this earlier uh, because I'm terrible at explaining it. Uh, the Flame and the It's flood. hard to explain, to be it fair. Is, it is hard to explain, but it's a survival game. Because I still don't really know what you fucking, like, what the point of it is. Well, the point of it is, is that you're trying to find this, like, secret... <laughs> you're trying to find this secret place that, like, where all humanity has gone called the kingdom. Right. And... That's, like, the point of the game. And so you're going down. It's a, a randomly generated river, so it changes each time you play. And you just go down this river, and, like, there's these little stops, and you get, like, survival goods and whatnot, and you try to survive. It's a, it's a survival game. You just try to get to point A to point B while surviving. But the aesthetic's really cool. I like the aesthetic. The music's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. the crafting is, like, very intuitive and, and easy to get get into and whatnot. Right, right. And, um... 
There, I'm, I know that you didn't like the combat, but I like the, the, the more subdued version of the combat, because you don't really ever feel, like, overpowered. Like, it makes sense for the character that she doesn't get overpowered. Yeah, no, I get that. I just... So, to, to some extent, when I play video games, like, I want it to be mechanically fun and emotionally fun. Mm-hmm. And so, like, sometimes when I see a game like that, like, that, that gets me on the cerebral level of, ooh, how am I going to strategize? But it doesn't get me on the, I'm pushing buttons and watching shit happen level. No, and that's I know. What I'm, that's what's missing for me. No, no, I totally understand. I get that for a lot of gamers. It's but just it's, got none of the twitch. Yeah. And all of the cerebral. You know what I mean? That's yeah, all. no, definitely. Um, I like both. But I hear you. But no, but uh, Flame the Flood, again, probably a game that probably be on my game of the year list. It's 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 a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoy it. I like survival, survival games. So, like, I'm a huge, I was a huge fan of Don't Starve. I have it on PC and console, which is one of the few times I ever do that. Because I normally, if I have it on one, I don't buy it on the other. But No, that game is the same way, but there is combat. Yeah, there is, like, combat and stuff. Like, you can create spears, and, like, you can create clothing that protects you against the, those things, like... So it's a, it's a little different. There okay. is there is combat in that one, yeah. All right. And they force you to fight, because after, like, I think it's five days, like, every so often, like, hounds will come attack you at night, so you have right. to kill the hounds. Okay. So. That's cool. But, yeah, so those are my quick games. All right. Um, well, on the, uh, did you have some more? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, Hearthstone was one of them though. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I like Hearthstone. Like I said, it's it's fun. It's I like card games. It's just card games are expensive. Uh, this is basically a free card game if, if you don't buy booster packs or no, if but, you if you don't. But this is the perfect time. Like if you were a new Hearthstone player, this is the perfect time to come into it with the uh, Whispers of the Old Gods because they give you a nice legendary. They give you cards to go with it, and like by the time you're leveled up and stuff like that. Sure, you won't have a Wait, if I jump in, I can do all that? Yeah. You will get... you If you log into... If you have never played Hearthstone, you log in right now, you will get Cthulhu, and you'll get two Beckoners of Evil. And then if you make a deck in the... And we'll, you'll have to level up your characters to do it. But if you make a deck in standard mode, and you win... I think it's three games, you get five packs. Oh, you also get three free packs when you sign in. So you get a legendary two creatures and three packs right when you sign in. Which is really good. Well... Yeah, it's I mean, a big, for, it's for, a head for, start. It's a head start, and, and granted, then, you have people that bought fifty booster sets at the start. Of but it, those but. are like people who really play it. And then if you p- play standard mode, you win three games. You get five more packs. And then if you play standard mode, you win seven games. You get five more packs. So you get for playing the game, you get thirteen free packs, a legendary, and two characters that go with it. And Cthulhu's actually a good like competitive card. Like there are Cthulhu decks that are played. At a competitive level, you said that in such a patronizing way. It's like, yeah, there are Cthulhu decks. No, that's that all could people work, seem to but... play on fucking oh, really? ranked mode. No, yeah, Cthulhu. no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean to sound, but no, I mean like Cthulhu is surprisingly a very competitive, competitively viable card wow. for a free okay. legendary that you get. That's cool. Yeah, word. You should have the focus got? of the expansion in a lot of ways because there's a lot of cards that focus on Cthulhu, or he's one of the focuses. Well, yeah, well, that's because to, you can buff him and do that because like Yaxaran, you don't really buff. Yeah, uh, I mean there Yaxaran. are four gods. Yeah, there's Yaxaran, Nazoth, Sogoth. No, we're not. There's just a lot of cards. Hearthstone language. Cthulhu's deal is he's always in your deck somewhere, or in your hand, or on the field. Um, but. There are other cards that are like give Cthulhu plus two plus two, or give Cthulhu taunt, or give if you have if Cthulhu is ten plus t- ten ten, you get uh, this minion gets taunt, or summon another of this minion. So you build a deck that's based around. Eventually, you're going to draw Cthulhu, and like Cthulhu starts at six six, 
And his deal is when you play him, he deals his attack damage randomly to every other enemy on the board. But you can get Cthune up to like 10-10, 15-15, 20-20, and so your goal is to get your Cthune as big as possible. So when you play him, he just like destroys everything in his path. So that's, that's kind of cool. like the structure. Yeah, because then you have, not only did he do like 15 random damage to your enemies, like board and stuff, like then you have a 15-15 minion on board that they have to deal with. Yeah. On um, board. On board. <laughs> on board. Nice. Get on board, Rich. I'm thinking about it just to grab that stuff while I can still get it. Yeah. Uh, and the last thing, Dark Souls 3. Um, oh, wow. It is a yeah, really... Yeah, how do you like it? It's a really good Dark Souls. I like it better than Dark Souls 2. Um, Not I, better than I 1. I put it on par with 1. On uh, par? I think, yeah, I think it's a really good sequel to the first one, and it does a lot of what I liked about that game, being linear and feeling like the world is one massive connected thing, because even though you don't spend as much time going back through... It is a matter of progression. Like the weird, the thing with Dark Souls Two is it like had a hub that you branched out of, whereas Dark Souls Three is more of that feel of a singular world as opposed and, and less like Dark Souls Two had this thing where you'd walk through a doorway and go from like a fiery like hell pit into a sunny meadow. It was like uh-huh. very very level. It didn't make sense. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel as contiguous, uh, which hurt it. But Dark Souls Three is a lot of fun. Um, it's been really fun playing it solo. Been playing it co-op with friend of the show Adam on occasion. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm I'm over halfway through, and it's gotten a little trickier with some hard monsters. But it, it it's a lot of fun, and I like Dark Souls, and I would still like to play Bloodborne. But uh, this is the last Dark Souls game. There's still some DLC coming, but who, who knows? Oh, really? That's yep. what they've said. Yeah. The, the, like, this is the last Dark Souls game, but they're not abandoning the idea of what Dark Souls is. But they want to do a different, like, um, uh, intellectual property. Good! Event. Yeah, so it'll be like Bloodborne, which is basically, like, very similar, but, yeah, but very different, unique. Very, very different, unique. But, but very much... Like, if you look at D- Bloodborne, you'd be like, is that a Dark Souls game? Because mm-hmm. everything that, like, the text that pops up and the, the way mm. blood and souls work or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, that, that is the last one, so I guess we'll go to uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Awesome. And I'll let... I think I think Kelsey will let you lead on this one, because you were super excited about this, and then Rich can lead Quantum Break, and I can lead Doom. Does that work? I mean, sure, you know, I can you, lead... You finished Rise, is why I, I that up. No, I, I, no I, can, I can talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider. I mean, we'll all talk about no, it, but... No, I can... Yeah, no, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, I was really excited about this game. Uh, it... it because it also pitched it as more the fact that she was going to raid tombs, which was missing from the first game. Which isn't. It had I'm not. Tubes. It, it, had did, it had like those tiny little tombs, but like this seemed like pocket tomb. Yeah, this, but the tombs that were in this game, it was. I mean, they weren't giant tombs, but they had those really cool puzzly elements to yeah. it. Are you? Wait a second. Was, Are you talking about Tomb Raider? The the, the Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah, like, and the, you're saying that this game has like significantly more tombs than that game did. No, I'm just no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying the tombs are better in this game. Oh, okay. And there are more. I mean, the and, same I mean length, there are I mean. no, no. That's why I say they're still small tombs, but they are more intricate. I think okay. than, the, than the than the first two. I don't get games. that vibe, but I hear you. Well, let's all let's all just say we all love Tomb Raider, the reboot. This is the oh, sequel yeah. to Tomb Raider that we're talking about. Yeah, Tomb Raider for me was like either my second or third game of the year that year, but like. That doesn't even express, because that was an amazing year. That was a year with, like, Remember Me, Tomb Raider, Black Flag. I mean... Uh, gone that, Home. Gone, I mean, there was so much good... Oh, God, yeah. There was so much good stuff that year that, like, it was a, it was an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. And so, like, that game would be number one any other year for me. 
that I I talk about Tomb Raider in such like reverent hush to- not very hushed, pretty loud mm-hmm. reverent tones. I just fucking love the original Tomb Raider uh, reboot. I think that game is just so fun and so novel, and the mechanics are so good, and it's so amazing that they nailed it so hard with their first try. Oh no, I definitely think it is. I mean, the end of the I story kind of game. got a little weird. See, not to but me. I think that game. That's Tomb Raider. Like, but no, that is Tomb Raider. It did go more realistic before being like, oh right, Tomb Raider usually has mystical magical mm-hmm. shit. Uh, but so yeah, Rise, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Tell us, tell us, speak of its virtues. I guess speak of its virtues. Well, it, at Rise of the Tomb Raider, it did start going into the more like it was immediately into the more like definitely mystical things because she, she's looking for this item that grants immortality. Like that's like she's like it was um, her dad's like. Pet project, yeah, pet project, obsession. like yeah, obsession. Passion, yeah. Like he, like he was obsessed with this. It, like it, you know, he was obsessed with this. He was always looking for it. It's why the cough name was like drugs in the mud. Everyone's like, you're crazy. Immortality doesn't exist. Stuff like that. Well, she finally gets a hit, and she's like, I, 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 I can figure out where this is. I can, I can redeem the name of Croft, and I, I can do all this. Because her father had died, and then yeah, it was her just her, her and her stepmother, and yeah. she's gone kind of crazy. Or, well, she's a little um, manic. Yeah, she's a little manic. Yeah. Like she got and people are kind of worried about her, especially got her Jonah, best friend, her Jonah. one left friend. <laughs> a lot of dead people in that last. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so she goes on this this hunt for this token of immortality, and I also love that Laura was still growing up in this game. Like it wasn't like you yeah. didn't go right into it, and she was like, "No, I'm the Tomb Raider now." Like you still. And, like, watching her struggle with, like, redeeming her name and also because she meets these people who live in this valley who, like, they know of this immortality thing, but they're like, you can't touch it, you can't, it's bad, like, don't, you can't do this, please. And meanwhile, there's, like, this, like, Templar-esque, you know, the, the, they actually, they are the Templars, the Templar team who's, like, also looking for it, and they're on Laura's trail, and... It's a fight between, like, her wanting to redeem her name and do that, but then also being like, but I have to hold true to these people. No, but you're right, like though. When you say that it is very much, like, the, true to the title of, of and her still growing up, you're right in that, and I didn't realize this until you just said it. Oftentimes in the game, throughout the narrative, the narrative's quite good, actually. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes throughout the narrative, I found... Like I was frustrated with Lara's decisions because they oh, were no, youthful. Oh no, I was too. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were they were naive and youthful at times. And I was like, wow, like you're still like I'm gonna get it no matter what you say. After they tell you it's gonna kill you and destroy the world, or not quite, but you know. And she's just like, no, I've got to do this. I just have to. I'm gonna do it. Manic and you know, yeah. a little intense and very youthful and and like overly spirited and zestful. And so like, yeah, I mean, it, she she still needs to grow up and get moderation and temperance. But you know, mm-hmm. it, you're absolutely right. But, you know, but I just, I, because I love watching a character struggle with themselves. Like, that makes it, it's so impactful and so powerful, and in a realistic way, too, because, because, you know, she's been dealing with this. She's, since she's been little, she's always known her father has, wasn't crazy and knew this, this, this thing of immortality existed, and she's just, she's just, you know, she's trying to appease that little girl inside of her who always, like, was, you know, wanted to appease her dad and wanted to make her dad proud of her, and she just wants her, she's like, this is my final thing to my father, who I always loved, is like, you know, I want our name to be elevated. And, like, she wrestles with that closer to the end. Like, in the beginning, you're just like, Laura, they're literally telling you that, like, you can't do this. It'll, like, bring the end, not really bring the end to the world, but, like. It was John Locke. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah, but it is along the lines of, like, you don't, you're, it's certain death. That's the one thing you certainly tell her. Oh, yeah, no. To go after it because of the undying or whatever. Yeah. And so, and then, but but actually goes along, the Templars come out and 
they're also looking for, and they're on Laura's trail, and and she starts. And then they have a whole really interesting saga yeah. of a brother and sister and their struggles, and and they really do humanize them. They are not oh, just yeah. bad guys. No, no, no. Like I like I loved Constantine. Like I was wrestling with Constantine just as much as I was with Laura. Like I wanted both. I was like, I love both of you. Like, can't oh you wow, both just, I, like, I didn't know that. Oh wow, I, I didn't like Constantine to that level, but that's cool. Oh no, I, I love that he was humanized well enough. I think he was because like after a while too, because he's just doing like like. Laura's doing it for the love of her father. He's doing it for the love of his sister. And power. And uh, world domination. Well, yeah. He well, says it all the time. Well, but that seems to be more his sister, though. Like, she's the one who gets... Like, near the end, she gets a little more like... Yeah. Because, because you know, the things that ha- happen in the game. Then she's all like, yeah, well, whatever. I still need to do this so I can have all this power and stuff like that. But Constantine, like... Because if you read the... Like, if you listen to the stuff, like... I he's everything, yeah. always talking about his sister and how he wants to do it for her. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. That's I, what I think he it's, talks I about. think it's very much both. But I hear what you're saying. He definitely does have that compassion for his sister. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I think he's more human. I mean, because I, I didn't like the sister at all. Like I want. No. Well, I mean, she's, she's a betraying bitch. Yeah. yeah. So I, so. Excuse my know. language. Um, but but yeah, and then as she's going along, she gets more embroiled, embroiled with the tribe who is, and she's starting to learn more about the 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 land and how it, the prophet came to be and everything. And you know, you watch Laura grow up, and she's kind of like, you know, maybe. This isn't important. Maybe drawing my name out isn't important. This yeah. is what is more important. Like, you know, keeping this tribe safe and, like, not destroying it. This is what the important thing is to her. So I thought it was a beautiful story of her starting to grow up and become more the Tomb Raider that I, I will I will love to play as. That's interesting. That is really interesting. So I haven't gotten quite to the end. I'm almost at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, like, right before, like, she's just going down, I think, like, the, she just found the entrance to the place. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, how far from the end would you say? Um, you're pretty close to the end, yeah, I think. Yeah, a couple more hours. But yeah. I've been going around and trying to collect everything. I love collecting this stuff. To me, this game is, and it could just be that I just was like, I don't know, it could have been the newness of the original Tomb Raider. I don't know what it was, but for some reason I'm enjoying this one, like, 60% as much as I liked the first one. I don't know why that's happening. I'm trying to, like, figure out why. Because it's got all the same shit. I feel like it's got all the same kind of... I just feel like the world in that one, the stakes, the... the the I, I, I Feeling trapped on that island felt, like, big. I liked the supporting cast of all of her people. I liked that, like, her grappling. I don't know. The, the whole tone of that one I just really enjoyed better. Um, I don't know why, and I really don't know why, because this one has all the ingredients, it's got all the tombs, it's got all the same stuff. For some reason, I just enjoyed that one tremendously more. And again, it could be mood-based, because mm-hmm. there's nothing that you're saying that's not true. It's very, it's a great game, it's really fun. Um, but I feel like the environments that I'm exploring, I don't enjoy exploring as much. I feel like they're a little bit more poorly or, or, or hastily they're designed. A little, they're a little samey. Yeah, and in when you're playing, it's a lot. It's a lot of the same stuff that you're going like after you go through the first area, which is that really like snowy sort of area. It's a lot of like the same sort of just like pine trees sort of. Area. Yeah, yeah. You get the it's desert there. for a little bit there, but that's in the beginning. It is, but it's it's after. <laughs> I liked. I like. I for me, I I haven't finished it. I would like to go back and finish it. I think the reason I, I put them as as close. Um, I think. Part of it was I red boxed the first one, so it was very much when I when I red box a game, it's about getting through that sucker as fast yeah. as possible. But what I, I I was hoping for a little more of a globe trotting adventure, and yeah. the opening of that game suggests it, uh, and then pulls back, and you kind of just get di- 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 bleh, ditched in the Russian. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's in Siberia. Siberia. I, I don't understand why. I mean, that, it's an odd decision to make because 
in the first one, like that, the thing about that one was you're trapped on this island, and you really are trapped. And and you so you'd understand why somebody would be in one area for this whole time. She can't leave. She's trying to leave, and like that's the whole point. And the fact that she's so stranded and without resources for that reason, they tried to like re-simulate that by you're in the Siberian and you're cut off. And that whole first scene is almost a mechanism to say you've been cut off, mm. much like the first game, even though there's not somebody holding you there. Whereas they could have done a game where they're globetrotting to find these clues. I mean, they easily could have. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I didn't think about the lack of globetrotting, but you're right. That would have been an interesting, different way to go with this game to substitute for the fact that you don't have... There's also, and while I, I'm not saying it's a bad story, I found it easier to relate to lawyer, lore, lawyer. <laughs> Laura in the first game because there she was... She still had that sort of self-impulsive thing but that being trapped she was just trying to survive here it's a lot of of her own making sort of shit where it's like you kind of got yourself into it and it's no, a little I, harder i definitely feel that way too because i was frustrated laura yeah. a lot too. but i agree yeah it's because she's youthful and she's still finding herself but it's a little more frustrating than when she's just sort of i'm gonna die if i don't do this as opposed to yeah my dad's name's been dragged through the mud no, I, I feel like That's the stakes point. are a little lower in this one, and like I mean, like they I, try. They, there's they like try. A, there's a plot twist pretty early on. Though, there there say is a plot they, twist pretty early on. That's that, that's good, and, and you know that it's a good. They try to raise the emotional. They stakes. They try to raise the emotional eh. stakes. It doesn't. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's and, kind of so like, obvious. It's such. It's a new character. Yeah. So to us, yeah. If, if it say had been a character from the first, in fact, I thought they were setting Jonah up almost at one point. Yeah, to be, like to a be, traitor, yeah. which might have hit harder, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that would have been a ballsier move for sure. It, it would have been, and you yeah, know, I agree with you. I I would like a more globe trot trotter story. Not to say that this game wasn't effective by not being sure. a globe trotter story, but I just I hope in the next game it's more like she's globe trotting around the world because trying to do something. It's already set up because I get the idea of wanting to give a consistent world, but that game both of them are already sort of set up to make areas that you go to. As opposed to be like it's a, like the island in the first one is a continuous world, but it's very much like segmented. So yeah. like the structure's there to do like globe. The, the problem is though fundamentally, like you'd have to restructure so much of the game, like because of the fact. Like at first, I'll give you an example. When I was first playing this game, I was thinking to myself, "Hmm, she's going on what, like you said, looks like it's going to be a globe trotting adventure. She's in a different location at first, and then like." When she starts in that location, and I know from the way she's talking that that's not where she's going to end up, I was like, how are they going to do this? Because all the collectibles have to be collected later with new devices that you get later in the story, but you can't be, like, saying, okay, at every... You can't go to, like, a fire... uh, uh, What do you call them? A fire, I guess. The campfire. Campfire. A campfire. And, like, take a plane. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not going to play. So I think to keep the the, the mechanics and 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 the... the design document that is this game, or that that, that that belies this game, consistent. I mean, they would have had to rewrite all the rules because that's what this game was. It's like it's almost a little bit like a Metroidvania. You get this item, then you can go through this area, or it's gated by story. But either way, you know, you're going back and revisiting areas, and here's the store. Well, you can still do it in the way though that she has to revisit that area. Like, so I mean, she flies back. Well, you could. I mean. I mean, it's tough, but like it's the trouble of open world games and creating yeah. that realistic sense of urgency. You you have to there there is an element of you just have to surrender it. I yeah. guess that's that's like, the problem with every open world game ever, where it's like, oh no, they kidnapped somebody. I'm gonna go find these uh, messenger bags for loot. 
right, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And then you're we, not they're going to be chill to like it. Yeah, it'll be all right. They're not going to kill him because they want me to show up for the cutscene to start. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, it's it's true. It's really true. And that's another problem. Like you mentioned, Dark Souls. Like you want to have in a game like this, even you mm-hmm. want to have like snowy sections, desert sections, jungle sections, but you're in fucking Siberia. So like, it's not you can't you know. And the same thing with Dark Souls. There, I mean, it's a little different because it's Dark Souls and it's so supernatural. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, it's snowing over there. It's a spell or whatever it you know, or whatever it is you know. But but you know, in this game, you really you really stuck with a consistent world. But you want to have variety of environment. It's really tricky how to deal with these kind of situations. Games like one way to solve that problem is games like um, uh, Dragon Age mm-hmm. um, Inquisition. They just get huge, you know. Yeah. Like this is all, this is the snowy part of the world you're in, you know. And then this is the grassy part of the fucking planet. Yeah, and that gets back to that open world where it's like in in Dragon Age, especially. It's like. Yeah, we got this diplomatic meeting you need to go to, and so I'm gonna go back to the hinterlands and uh, collect astrolabes. You know, right. I mean, but you know, it could work. Uh, you're right, it, but you just it, have it, to you have to surrender that level of of like forcing the story because there is a certain. But you could do that too. You could have it be like that. She just has more resources and can globe trot. Um, or yeah, yeah, have have it be like the 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 uh, the croft the croft jet. Or whatever, and like she goes to the Croft Jet. I mean, listen, like, you, you know, Angelina Jolie had a lot of gadgets and a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of money. So I mean, not that I wanted to end up to be like like that, some rich person. But yeah. like you know, I just I just even if see okay, which I guess I'll talk about later when we talk about the game that I'm going that I want to reference. You can still do a samey area, but make it visually interesting. And I just feel like that they didn't make it very visually interesting in a lot of areas, so you were kind of bored yeah. with it after a while. And another thing, too, I never noticed this in the first game, but in this game, for some reason, I noticed tremendously how the shooting doesn't feel that good. And I don't know why I felt like it was great in the last game, because I've heard people say I've never had so much fun with the shooting. Oh, I shouldn't say people. One reviewer said, I love the shooting combat in this game more than most games. But then I've also heard other people say it looks like she's shooting off to the side. Like it doesn't like feel right. I feel like I the only last ever used the bow. Yeah, the last, I love the bow. The last yeah. game really enforced slow progression of weapons and it really started you with that bow for a while before you got right. that pistol and then you had that pistol for a while. Yeah. I don't feel like this one does that. It, no. it's a bit more open in what you get when um yeah. Yeah, I mean I think I think it really is. I think what what I'm what I'm from this conversation I'm I'm evolving my thinking process on the game and I think what I'm coming to is it's a growing pains game for me. It's a game where you have the the, the really the core what I consider, you know, a 9 9 point five out of 10 game, the original Tomb Raider at least when I played it. Games are, you know, exist in their time too. Mm-hmm. But when I played that game it was like a 9 5 out of 10. As it's grown up, as other games have grown around it, as I mean, it's only been a couple years, but and then as the series is trying to grow and evolve, it just isn't doing it quite as well as I maybe would like it to. But it's still a great game, so it's it's hard to really malign it. But oh, yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, I hear you. I mean, you know, there are a lot of things to like about it. I also haven't felt in, in, in the same kind of pull through the game like I did before. Before when I played Tomb Raider, I was like, this is the game I'm playing until I'm finished with this game. Now I'm like bouncing around. That could just because I just got my Xbox One back and I want a sample. Again, it's where you are in your life as a gamer. No, you know well, I mean? Rise of the Tomb Raider, I got around Christmas time. And I mean, like, I was talking to Jordan and I was like, I don't feel the same pull to this game as I did with Tomb Raider. So I mean, like, I know I spoke with reverence 
to it mainly because it's my game to speak to reverence of it, so I have to like try. Because you finished it. You no, know I know, mean? no, I know. But I, but I didn't want to be like, well, it took me a while because like there are really great elements in the game. There so are. I, I don't want to malign the game, but like if I'm being honest about the, the the aspects of it, like it did take me a while to play through it. I did play other games in the middle of it just because I was kind of like, well, the fact that you went I'm back to it's compelling done. though. No, well, I wouldn't see the story ended up because, like I said, I liked, I liked, even though the stakes weren't as high and she was putting herself in a lot of situations, I did still want to see Laura grow up because I like watching her grow up. I still think she does it in a very natural way because we all do those stupid things. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, like, I mean, like, we all do those stupid things where we're, like, very selfish and we put ourselves in right. those situations. So it still felt very human, even though I was angry at her. But that's because it, it's a human thing. She did a very human thing when with the way she, she went about her um, uh, uh, journey through the game, I guess. Can I do the next one? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, next up we'll have Quantum Break. And I am very ready to talk about some Quantum Break. Uh, I now, now I have to preface this by saying um, I'm, in, I'm halfway through the fourth act of five. Mm-hmm. So that means I've seen the first three episodes, but not mm-hmm. the fourth of the TV show. I have played 75% of the content, of the gameplay content, so that's about where I am. Um, so barring whatever happens in the end, I've heard the, the final boss fight's not awesome, but I'm, I'm sure I'll hear about that um, in this conversation. But um, generally speaking, this game is... Whew, I'm really mixed on it. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you why I'm so mixed on it. I thought I was hearing... I thought you were much hotter on it. I'm really hot on it for this reason. Every time I play video games or watch TV shows... Those are my two favorite things to do. By far, they're my two favorite mediums right now. Comics are, are always in there. Um, sometimes they take the, the first or second spot, but right now it's it's TV and 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 uh, video games very even. Video games are getting the slight edge. So when I ever sit down to play a video game, I'm like boy, there's so many TV shows I want to watch, but I really want to play this game because I want to be interactive. And then when I'm watching TV, I'm like boy, but I wish I was playing a game. This game finally, and I know that's this sounds corny, but it actually does scratch both itches for me because I know. You know, once I play some, that like at the end of the night, I then have a nice show to watch for twenty or thirty minutes. Because you know how it is when you start playing something; like you want more lore in that world because you get so mired in that world and its details and its and its its de- you know its details and like you know the for for example in this game it's all about time travel and there are very unique rules of time travel and and how it operates and to get to really get into that from a game perspective mm-hmm. and then get to watch a show about it. Um, so anyway, just as a preface, people that don't know Quantum Break real well, this is a first-party Xbox One exclusive. Uh, it's by the team uh, Remedy. That uh, they're a, they're a foreign developer. Uh, like I think um, is, it, is it like uh, Edinburgh or Scotland or it's one of those places. Uh, Not sure. Yeah, some, something in the British Isles, and and they are um, they're Alan really Wake. they yeah they oh, did sorry. Alan Wake. No, no, it's fine. They did Alan Wake. They did before that. They did. Um, Max Payne, um, not Max Payne three though. They, they sold the rights to Rockstar for that. Um, but the two Max Payne games, Alan Wake, and now this, and they have a very like their their combat always feels kind of similar. I could t- I could draw a complete through line between the first Max Payne and this game and look at the combat and say, wow, that's like not that different, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Max Payne, if you remember, it was all about doing that slow mo jump like a bullet time. Yeah. And this has that you know dash that you do that stops time and and then you shoot. I mean, it's really very similar. So, for me, I've always wanted Remedy, though, to have a story that matched the, you know, the fun of the gameplay or the intrigue of the gameplay or, or whatever it might have been. The story of Quantum Break, I love. 
I, and the acting, man, they got some amazing actors. So the the premise here is you have it's basically a battle between two very strong-willed characters. Um, you have the the main character whose name is one of you guys will know, Jack Joyce. Jack Joyce, his brother William Joyce, um, and uh, then and then their best friend. Um, who, Peter Baelish. Peter Baelish. Paul Serene. <laughs> Paul Serene. Peter Baelish. Who's played by the same <laughs> actor who plays Peter Baelish in Game of Thrones. So, I love that actor. I love him in Game of Thrones. I even like him in the freaking Scorch Trials. Welcome to the Scorch. Yeah, I know! It's so good! It's so good! He's like, you'll never survive a day in the Scorch. It's great. Uh, it's great. Anyway. The books, so. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, no, no. The movies are... I like those movies. I wish that dude hadn't gotten hurt on the set of the third one. But, um, anyway, I enjoy those movies. But I love that actor. He's, like, he's like my number one or number two, like, guy I'm really... Like, male actor I'm really into watching in different things right now. I just really think he's interesting. Um, so, I was loving that he's in it. And then the other dude who's in it, I knew from the following really well, Sean Ashmore. And so, like, they have a really good cast. And then the third is Monaghan. Yeah, Charlie. Dominic Monaghan, who plays Charlie from Lost. So, like, it's really a star-studded cast. The other cast members, I don't know them all by name, but they're really good, too. Um, Lance Reddick from Fringe. Oh, Lance Reddick's good as Martin Hatch. Right. I mean, the, the characters are so in interesting. The hotel and Wick. <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> it's just it's just such a good... It's such a... From a story perspective, such a game. But anyway, William Joyce invents... What you find out pretty quickly is William Joyce invents a time machine. Uh, it's a unique time machine, though, because there's one very specific rule that binds this game together, and that is that you can once the time machine has been invented, you can never go back beyond that point. So there's no traveling back in time. There's no back to the future going on here. Well, there is, but only if you're already from, like, the further future. Right, right, exactly. There's no William Joyce invents a time machine and then goes immediately back to the past. It has to. It can only go back as far as its origin or inception date. And then there's this whole concept about the uh, the, the the Joyce Emerald or Fields or something, and 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 then um, this idea of uh, uh, chronon energy. And basically, what the concept is that the whole world runs on chronon energy, and that's what keeps time moving. And if chronon energy runs out, there'll be these stutters, and time will just halt, come to a halt. Well, Paul Serene, the antagonist, he, he's not really a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. just a guy. Who, well, hold on, you've gotten further in the game. But he's not. He's not. They try to make it balanced as he's a guy who's just seen that the end of the world is coming and know and thinks he knows at least that it's unavoidable and he's doing everything he can to try to make sure that mankind exists, but in really selfish, greedy ways. It it continues to exist. The lifeboat. And then there's Jack Joyce, who's kind of like this. They they try to play up like how he's like a bad boy and he did some bad stuff that got him like that made him leave for Europe or whatever. For, Skeet Ulrich from Jericho. For me, right. For me, that's never really been fleshed out. But anyway, he's supposed to be he's like, just sort a of dude. Back. He comes back because Will calls him back, uh, and Paul Serene is like, "Dude, you got to talk to Will because we need." It's it's all complicated, but you get the basic concept. There's a time machine. Paul Serene thinks the end of time is coming. Jack Joyce is like, "I got to stop you and fix time." And then there's a clash. And just as a note, yeah. uh, I'm a huge time travel buff. I, I think I yeah. just mentioned that on our. Uh, Upfront episode. We talk about it all the time. To. It's very true. But uh, it's a cool time machine. It's the corridor, and it's this big, like, just hallway that you walk in a circle through, and then you come out at whatever you set yeah, it to. No, but you really see cool. stutters of like everyone else who's ever time traveled because you're all just sort of like it's oh, all one so like cool. time chamber. So. And, it's, and, and, and the idea being, you walk in the corridor clockwise to go forward in time, and counterclockwise to go back. It's really cool. You're right. It's a really cool concept, like a watch, um, <laughs> but cooler. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 just a really cool story. Now, 
the game um, has gameplay sections that you play that are very interesting. So they're interesting in that they're not the, the mechanics are okay. Um, it's all about the time uh, manipulation techniques. So the gunplay is like eh. At later in the game, when you get the carbine, it gets a little better, but it's really just hold the left trigger, it auto targets, and you make a shot, and that's really it. Or you shoot with an AK, and it, you miss half the shots because it's going flying everywhere. And the gunplay isn't all that great, but when you couple it with the uh, time travel mechanics, it's still just kind of okay. <laughs> uh, part of it being when, he time, when the time event happens that's going to cause the end of time, Jack gets time control powers that develop over the course of the game. Right, and so you can power those up, and I've been powering them up, and I've been enjoying powering them up. But really what you end up doing is spending about two-thirds of every level like collecting co- lots of collectibles. Oh yeah, there's a lot of collectibles. That are really long, and some, they're really great. If you invest the time to read them, which I recommend you absolutely do, it really fleshes out the game well. Now, granted, it's bad game design. It's bad game design. Probably should be in the game, but whatever. It's there, um, and and then you know the the two thirds of the exploring, one third of shooting dudes, and the shooting dudes is only okay. The exploring is eh, um, but it's overall. But but see, the thing about this game is it's more than some of its parts because the story's great. And then the other thing I'm going to talk about. So after you do these combat sections, the combat can be fun. It's just not great gameplay, but it's fun, and then. You you make decisions in these junction sections. These are really short little mid-tro sections of the game, and you make like a crucial decision, one or the other. So there's like I think there's three different junctions you do, or is there four? I think there's there's, there's four. one at the end of every act. So there's four junctions. There's four junctions. Right. There's four junctions, but three of them impact the show. And so I think unless there's a show at the end, I don't know. Oh, there's four episodes of the show. Right, so. but but the show but they're between the acts. Yeah, there's one at the end of Act 1, one at the end of Act 2, Act 3, and Act 4. All with junctions. And then I'll come right before and then all the junctions. Episode, yeah. Got it. Okay, and so, then, yeah. all right. I was thinking there was one at the end of the game, a junction, maybe. But maybe there still is. But I don't, I don't know, because I'm not there yet. But I do know that you make a decision, and supposedly these decisions have a really big impact on what you see in these episodes. Now, I mean, I've seen elements of that, I mean, that seem like they could be there. There's there's the... And it's worth noting, those junctions are, are where you play as Paul Serene for a hot second. Oh, and, and yeah. And he has more... He's... Like, the premise is he went back in time 17 years to build a company. So he has way more experience with time control powers. Jack can uh, turn a radio on in the episode. <laughs> it's always funny, because the way Jack can influence the episodes are basically non-existent. The way that Paul does are usually pretty major. I don't know. I haven't played the game again yet. Uh, um, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. The, the, the time ripples are like tiny little things that happen when you're playing as Jack. But the big decisions that you make as Paul Serene change the episodes. One that's right away is like um, the uh, at the end of the very first act, uh, there's like a college activist who saw a lot of things. And you can either choose to go hardline and, and kill her or use her to your advantage to you know manipulate the news events. And so... The first episode of the show starts off with her being like, uh, "If you, if you, well, I chose to use her for news, and oh, then you see news reports of her, and then she goes on to be a character through the rest of the game. I don't know how that might be different if I tried to kill her, if she would. Oh, die. I, well, there's I, a different I character. Oh, she. There's a different character. Yeah, there's like a hacker a dude. dude. Yeah. yeah, there's like a dude. Yeah, because because the episode starts off and she's she's getting shot. Okay, in the so head. there you go. Yeah, rude. I mean, I it, thought it'd be better for Joyce if she died. If you know, if if she died, and then people would be on Joyce's side." 
Yeah. Because I, th- I thought it would in- influence it more, the gameplay more. But then it did. Then it, it did. did. Because it because the way that that end of that junction plots up, it's like, oh, the people will like see Jack Joyce and like freak out and like try to kill him and stuff like that. And then the other one is like, no, oh, all you ever well, do is run into. <laughs> yeah, no, all, you, all anyway, you yeah. ever do is run into. Monarch. Everyone hates you no matter what. I think the big yeah, like, so, so that's why I chose Hardline because it kind of plays you in a way that you think. Like, the world is against you more, but it's not. It's just monarchy run into. My big problem with the junctures are that, aside from the first one, I see the first one going either way, but, like, the other three just feel like there's one really obvious good decision, and there's one that's like, what kind of idiot would pick this? Well, I I mean, I think when you're deciding between which of your lieutenants you're going to choose, I don't think that's really obvious. I mean, I had one that I thought was obvious. No, 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 but from my understanding... Really, it could go either way. I, I don't want to spoil the names or anything, but one of those dudes, one of the people in that decision is clearly evil. Yeah, if you, if you, one of the people is clearly evil because if you read the stuff, it, it clearly he like the, there's a clear plan that is being formulated by one of the characters. Yeah, I know, but I don't know if evil to in whose eyes. You know what I mean? Like that's what in, they, that he's plotting against Paul Sarid. Like there's a specific choice for you. I like, know that, but why? But that I'm not on Paul's side necessarily. How do I know that that person's ideals? Don't okay, match well up that's with a mine. problem of of having outside of game knowledge. But you can't dismiss that. It's like the game. If if it doesn't, if it wants you to pick from Paul's perspective, it shouldn't give you all this information that makes it obvious which one is a good choice for Paul or not. That's See, I I'm never play. Okay, so here's the problem. Then we're going at this different ways. I was not picking those decisions from Paul's perspective. Oh, I was picking it on from Paul's perspective. I was picking it. You just told me you did it from Joyce's perspective. Well, for the first one I did, but then I figured out that it doesn't really help out Joyce. So I'm just okay. like, it helps out Paul Serene more. And I was like, okay, And there's like one where choices. he goes, uh, should I throw away everything my, I've been planning for the past 17 years or not? Is like another one of the decisions. Or they, that's how they frame it. So it's like, it, they just feel like... I don't there's know. one that's better for him than they the may other. frame it that way but I think from the little bit I've read online I think there's some interesting things that happen either way I'm I sure there are oh, I, 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 I would like I'm to play saying, it again to, to see how it is on my first pr- playthrough I'd get to those and be like why would I choose this other one like legitimately so I don't know I yeah, I, I think I, I, I agree in some senses the one where we're talking about lieutenants I don't know if I agree but you have more knowledge than I do so maybe I'll by the end I'll be agreeing with well, you well no I'm just know. saying where I was there I thought he was clearly an evil dude Evil only from Paul's perspective, though. I didn't know that his plans don't maybe more align with not letting everybody on the lifeboat. And maybe he was like, that's not right. I guess if you're thinking of it from Joyce's, power. yeah. That's what I am. Maybe having everybody have but, ultimate But then power. You're, you're making Paul do something he shouldn't logically do. So then it's kind of weird there, too. Well, I mean, you're, I mean, it's a decision the game gives you. So I what, know. That's why I'm saying it's a, it's a bad decision. They should be things that are a little more ambiguous, I would think. He might logically do it because he doesn't have the info we have. You see what I mean? But see, that's... there's. Either way you go, there's problems. Whether you say you're doing it not from his perspective or you're doing it from his perspective, it shouldn't give us... I just, I feel like, I don't like the I hear what you're saying, but I... just don't like them. Okay, well, anyway, Um, what I do love is the actual episodes. People's, like, you know, reviews I've read are like, they're like a USA production value, like a USA or a sci-fi TV show. I I, I don't mind that. I like it. I really enjoy them. I love Liam. I love him. Oh, you know, he's, he's a good character. I love that character in Protecting His Wife. I think that's amazing. Charlie Wincott is a little bit like maybe sci-fi or a little less than sci-fi level. Like he's a little bit like ah, I'm snarky IT guy, you know, a little bit. But he's HBO, yeah. I don't know what I think of him, but I haven't gotten to the end and seen what his character is or, or whatever. But I, oh, I think I know what his character is, and it's not good. But who knows? And then Fiona's interesting. I mean, they're all it does like, come down to those choices. I'll tell you that. They, it all it, it does. It is. It is very. It is very, like, I don't really know what I think of 
it, it is very like like it's like sci-fi but a little lesser but like in some ways more because Peter Baelish probably wouldn't be on a sci-fi show or if he would he'd be he'd be killing it you know what I mean he'd be like this he'd be the 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 expanse to 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 the to the Charlie Wincott's Dark Matter if you know what I'm saying. Burn on dark matter. <laughs> Not dark matter. Okay, uh, uh, the Killjoys. In fairness, Charlie dark matter and Killjoys are both Canadians, and we know how you feel about their television. Oh, stop! Stop! <laughs> if you listen to the upfront. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got synergy in our podcasting. No, but um, oh, for me, I just I, as a gamer, I found myself loving that I could sit down and play a bunch of this game, and then before I go to bed, watch that episode. For me, that cycle worked. It really worked, and I just really enjoyed it, and it gave me everything I wanted in my entertainment experiences. As an experiment, it's it's rough. It's in its early stages. Like, when I first heard about this, I thought it was going to be a whole series called Quantum Break. It was going to be on TV. Like, it seemed like the way they were prepping it. They were like, this is going to be a TV show, and it's going to be a game. They overhyped the hell out Yeah, I mean, it was to- this was totally a Peter Molyneux situation. Like, this tree, it turn- grows into a big tree at the end, and anyway. I like that they couldn't get... I don't know. It's I. My problem is it is a bit disconnected. Like, Joyce and... Uh, They're not really in a lot of the yeah, episodes. Yeah, Joyce and, and, and uh, Serene, Serene aren't really Sorry. in the episodes. They, try they, to they front. make one or two scenes. They try to front. So, like, they try to act... Like like the couple scenes that have Serene and Joyce in them are like the point, but really the point of those things are the are the, the secondary characters. Oh yeah, with the Liam stars and, of those are Liam, yeah. Fiona, and, and Charlie. Charlie. They are not Paul, Patch Serene, and Joyce. Bit. How and Patch Patch is like bit. the most balanced between. But them. Yeah, I like Patch that. Is. I like that you get to see the inner workings of Monarch, and I and I, I don't know. I I mean, I really, I genuinely enjoyed the story front to three quarters of the way through where I am in a hundred percent. And so that and 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 all of that makes a game that is an eight. Or a seven five, if I really was being fair, like a nine point five as far as my enjoyment level. Uh, for me, I finished it. I think the only one. I think Kelsey, you're about I'm, third act. I finished the third act. Finished I'm. I third. third act. I've watched three episodes. Finished the third act. I'm on the fourth act. I know there's that. Like, it's so funny. I'll, I'll say for you, you love the episodes. I know they're killing. Kelsey. They're not killing me. I love the episodes as an episode. It's beautiful television as well. But like, see, because you'll play one and watch TV show and then you're done. The way I'm playing video you games blitz is I can, I don't want to blitz it, but if I'm playing a video game, like I want to play more than an act at a time, and then it's just like because like you're playing it, and then you have like this thirty minute downtime. It's like a thirty minute cutscene that you can't skip. Well, you should see. I and think you're, you're going like, about this game wrong, and here's why: like, there's not that much content in this game, and especially if you pay sixty dollars for this game. Like, there is not that much here. You better read every side thing. You no, better take I, I it do at a read, snail's I, pace, No, I read, I read all the Because there ain't the much game in that's that game. That's not a good thing. There I, ain't much game. That's why I said it's a 7-5, except I love it. That's fair. No, but, but, I, but I read all the side things. Like, I do. I read all... I've read everything Well, then you must have been marathoning it. I, I mean, did, like, well, that's I mean, a two-hour... I mean, an act. Four, like, 3-1 and 3-2. Like, that's at least a two-hour experience. I mean, you got to be playing. Yeah, but, but there are days like on a Saturday where I'm just like, I'm just going to play video games for like most of the day, and then it's like, well, get your Nintendo DS out and watch <laughs> yeah. the episode while you keep like you know dealing with your Twitch, fa- you know, fascination. I was playing know? Hearthstone while watching the episodes. No, I, yeah, I would right, right. Uh, like, but, but, I was but, not. But, but I was like glued. Like no, you should no, be. I no, I was glued to it. I was team, wa- two hundred people spent like five years making that freaking game and we're like yeah I gotta play Hearthstone while I watch this episode I no mean, I, I, I was leaving some respect on the episode I only had a couple I, of the episodes I have, I have given there only are four I have given 
everything to this game. I have read everything. I have laser focused watched the episodes. I have crawled around everywhere trying to find every collectible. It's just that when I play a game, I want to play a game. I want to play a game. That's then just, don't play Quantum Break. It's not even that great a game. No, but, but, that's not what it is. Pacing. But, but play but, something else. No, but you don't understand because I was so excited for Quantum Break. Jordan, how excited was play, I? For so was Break? I. But play something else because you are not excited for what it is. No, what it is fairness, is a new multimedia experience with kind of subpar gameplay. <laughs> it's a I, bad game. It is a bad no, game. it's not a bad game. I don't want to say that. What what I wanted to say was that I mean marathon. The thing I like about it because I marathoned it. Like I finished acts three, four, and most of five in a day. I didn't mind the pacing. I liked watching the show. I liked playing the game. For me, the problem, or well, the thing I liked most was the time powers. I thought they were cool and added some variety. Um, you know, I was a, a time dash, and uh, that's about it. I time dash and then lot. B when you're getting killed. Yeah, time to dash. To make a shield. B is, you seem like a, a shield and, like, time him dash, and uh, that seemed to be your, like, favorites from uh, what I could tell on the stat page, which I really like. I, I did find that. Quantum Break like, fully breaks down how much you use everything. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool, yeah. Um, I, honestly, once I got, like, time time, or is it time sprint? Yeah. Time sprint. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the thing I use. I always use time sprint. You run around and just hit B on dudes? Uh, well, I don't hit B. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once you get a melee attack, it's it's like game over. It's like melee, hide, melee, hide, That is melee, one thing hide. that I wish that, that that you had gotten a melee attack before, because sometimes the dudes are right up in your face and you can't just melee them, like you have to shoot them. And well, you just... have to be time running to melee, right? Yes, you have to be time yeah. running to melee. But I just wish in the game, like when you started, like there was just... Because it just feels weird to have a shooter and then you don't have a melee button. The game is... That's just the, what I'm trying to say here. Like that game is like... It's like you can barely call it a shooter. You know what I mean? It's like a cinematic... Well, you spend a lot of time just walking around um, oh, you know, mainly the pool. You spend, you go to that pool a yeah, lot. Yeah, you chill at that pool. <laughs> you go down to the pool. You go up from the pool. You walk around up top for a little bit, then you walk back down to the pool. Then you go out to the porch and see the drone. Then you walk back in the house and chill at the pool a little bit. Then you get in the Ferrari and blast off. You know what I mean? You go like, do a mission, then you come back to the pool for another reason. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you. you <laughs> the final boss fight is at that pool. No! <laughs> yeah. No! Yeah. You spent a lot of time at that pool, man. Uh, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. I just, overall for me so far, it's, yeah, it's very subpar gunplay. Like, it is it is not fun. It's, I mean, eh, it's serviceable. It's, that's all it is. But it's not fun. There's no fun guns. Like, or the, the carbine does fun. what it needs to, but there's nothing like, there's not a time gun. I know that sounds weird. Well, I think they very, I mean, you can tell, this game has such a long development cycle, right? It's pretty obvious they chose very specifically not to do anything cool with the weapons. Like, it's obviously a choice they made. Because they were like, time powers and time guns. Then we have, uh, what was that game? And I actually had that game. I was pretty pumped for it. Time Shift? Yes. Time Shift's awesome. Right. Um, or so even that, Singularity. Shift. Yeah. Singularity rules. I didn't play all of Time Shift, although I love the concept. But Singularity was baller. But I mean, yeah. I mean, those games both do that better. I mean, they do. It's just, this is a cinematic game. It it's, is. No, it, it is. I but, just, but it's just, it's like, it was just frustrating when you were playing it. Because, like, the gunplay was serviceable, and then you get the time power stuff, and it made the gunplay a little bit, like, even though it's subpar, it was better, because yeah, you could yeah. freeze enemies. But then you get the time enemies, and they're like, yeah, screw your time powers, we're not really affected by them. That's a really good point. That was bu- that was busted. And then and they I, were so hard. Like, they, they had, were, really like, hard. They healthy. They dash and beat you. And, and just, it, yeah. and then, so then it just made the gunplay not part, as fun. Yeah, and the worst part, too, you're absolutely right when you, now that you mentioned that. I'm just getting to that part where they all have time powers pretty much now. And it is, it's like... It's like, okay, I throw, like, a time stop at them. They're just like, boop! 
not happening. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, that's my whole arsenal. Then you get dudes. That's my whole arsenal, dude. And there's dudes that walk around with time power negation stuff, so it's like you won't yeah. be in a stutter, but they can just turn off your time power. Well, that's fine. At least I can shut that shit down, right? Yeah, I mean, if you kill them from a distance. If you, yeah, if you yeah, kill huh? them from a distance, you can. But if you get up on them, like, and they you only can't die shut from the back, too, don't they? No, those are like the Goliaths. These are like the different. These are like the other. Damn, dude, you haven't read that lore. Yeah. Oh yes, no, I put You're a lot of time of in, into this Damn, game. Those are the Goliaths. Fuck. I don't know. For me, <laughs> yeah, over... don't call me out on it. I loved this game. I was so excited for this game. Can we time knife. Time it's knife is amazing. It probably makes like Quantum Break a ten out of ten. I feel that like alone. everybody wants to talk about time knife. <laughs> time knife's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just such a cliche thing to like about this game. But Jordan, they're every such critic. Schlocky like, action you know we movie watch, fans. Yeah, we yeah. watch the yeah, shit out true. of that movie. If that's time true. Knife were that's real. true. For you guys, you get a pass because you're watching like everything in the Jean Claude Van Damme like live. Time Cop. We love so. Schlocky. Oh my god, Time Cop is such an amazing movie. Anyways, I yeah. love how it's like a it's, it's like a veiled like uh, hero fantasy this guy has. That's pretty funny. Oh, it's oh, is yeah. it veiled? It's veiled. It's not it's that. It's veiled. On, it, 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 it's veiled by definition. Just it's by the fact Paul that you have Marine, to say not that Jordan. veiled defines the fact that it's veiled. He's emailing Sophia and the main protector. Yeah. So Sophie. fine. <laughs> or Sophie if you're going to be nice. So, anyway, no. Uh, overall, for me, I, having finished it, I want to go back and get all the collectibles because it, it does not seem like that hard of a game to 1,000. Uh, but I'd probably give it a 665 overall uh, just because. Wow. I don't know. The episodes are good, but nothing spectacular. The story of Quantum Break is good, but nothing spectacular in you a time travel a six, game. Six, five, like in anybody's like in any online write ups review sense is like a, a two out of ten. I mean, like that means this game blows. Well, you know, if people actually want to email us and interact on social media and blast me for it, I'd be I'd welcome. So you, so you literally think this game is like about as good as. It's. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a way to put it, like because because ratings are tough. Because I feel about this game the way you feel about Alan Wake. To keep it in house with Remedy, because I love Alan Wake. Like I think that's a game where it it's not great, but it's for me it's better than the sum of its parts, and I really love the experience overall. I don't remember you saying that about Alan Wake. I thought you were like. Was that maybe that wasn't you? You and Tim ragged on it. I was I was a proponent. Oh, yeah, because for Alan he always Wake. loved Alan Wake. Because the whole reason why also I got Quantum Break at the sixty dollars mark was because it came with a free copy of Alan Wake, and now I own Alan Wake, so I can finally play it. Because he's been mm. getting me to play, trying to get me to play Alan Wake for, for a while since like two thousand. Whenever it came whenever out, Alan so Wake both of y'all need to play some American Nightmare up in this piece, which does not come with it. I found out, it bums me out. Yeah, well, if you um, pre-ordered it, it did. Oh, did it? Yep. Any other thoughts? Oh, that was what that was. Okay. Um, I mean, my my like I said, I think I pretty much nailed it. I mean, the game's like it. The game's a seven five eight to me, except that it's a nine five because I love it. You know, what? I think it is a fun time. I think six five isn't a bad score. I mean, I think it's well, then your six five is different than everybody else's six five. I'm on the scale that five should be the middle. I think seven being the bottom works. I get that. That's where it's like that's the worst the game can be to still be good. I think six five describes this game. Everything is subpar. It works on the whole, but. There, like, aside from the time powers being kind of cool, there's not, there's nothing that stand out about it. Well, I'll tell you. Oh, you want to know what's that stand out? You want to so know what's that stand out about it? What? The voice acting and cast. Oh no, the voice sure. acting and cast. It's the wonderful. Lore. You can't. The I world can't, building. I can't give you that. I can't give you that because it doesn't do enough of a good. It doesn't do a good enough job integrating that stuff. Doesn't it's, matter. I'm not talking about an integration. I'm not talking about gameplay. I'm talking about the lore, the world building, the acting. So I'm just not talking about exists. how they present. Because it exists in Destiny, but it's not in the game. Yeah, that's... No, no, no. So the no. grimoire for Destiny, that's good. 
I mean, that isn't good. So I mean, that's how I think. Like Quantum Break. No, no, is no in I mean, the game. even the grimoire is not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? This like, is, if to me is like it. an in-game grimoire. It's just you can access the stuff. That, like if Quantum Break had a separate website, being real, I know the stuff. kind of gamer you are, and I know you weren't. You didn't have the patience to read that shit. I know you didn't. In Quantum Break, yeah. I didn't find it to be that interesting. All right. Like, right. the one thing I read, and it was frustrating because it's so, I want to know this stuff, but when I get to a thing that's like, you know, seven or eight documents long yeah. on one thing. It's a mistake. Like, you know what they did in that game? I finally figured it out because I was reading everything. I finally figured it out by the end. Here's what they did. They took, like, a big document that was, like, had segments and was actually, you know, we're writers, right? So, like, you know, when, when you're presenting, like, a lot of data, you break it up and you, 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 you. You know, if you're doing, like, any kind of corporate writing or any kind of, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? You want to break it up into segments. Even re- good writing takes is paragraphing and, 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 and all of that, so it's so it's parsable. But, like, if you're doing any kind of technical writing, you want to break it up into, like, point one, two, and three, and each one can have A, B, and C subpoint. Anyway, you, it, it needs to be consumable, like a PowerPoint or whatever. Yeah. So these things were PowerPoints, and the ones you're talking about that are super long, they're actually broken up and parsable in their normal form if you squint and look. But what they did was they took, like, what could fit on one sheet and is broken up nicely, and they busted it out to, like, ten scrollable pages of just basically written text. Yeah. You have to be like, what? And what? I don't know. What? And, 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 and no way to, like, parse it. There's, like, there are, other, there are other couple other things. I wish there are just certain story strands that seem, like, thrown away when they shouldn't be in those journals. Like, there's one part where one of the characters ends up accidentally getting, like, lost in time a little bit, and then you, you, you travel yourself, and you meet up with them after they've been stranded for a long time, and uh, they don't touch on it too much, but there's, like, their entire journal on pages and pages and pages of an entry, and it's like, that could be a whole DLC, or a separate comic, or an episode of the show, if that's how they had decided to do it. You could have these episodes that actually supplement the game. You know, pay Dominic Monaghan and, and the other actors. You're already paying them to be, do, be in a video yeah. game. Give, let them have an episode of the show that fills that stuff in. Instead, you get... I do like Liam's story, but it feels... Ta- both, both narratives feel tangential to one another. And, like, when they meet at the end of the game, and I don't want to spoil that, it's not very satisfying. Well, again, a lot. Of, I, I, my my seven five turned into a nine five is based on three quarters of a game, and, and most of what I'm claiming that I love and and I do love is the narrative. But if the payoff blows, it's going to hurt it. Yeah. And so that could very well happen. So I will say that, we'll in, knowing where in. I'm at, we'll check back in on that. Cool. Um, and now for something I think we all agree on. Yep, definitely. Dun dun, Jordan. Doom. And I know you're going to intro this, but I do want to give... I want to intro your intro, okay? I promise. Hat on a hat. I'll make it intro quick. his intro? I'll make it quick, okay? <laughs> hat on a hat. She doesn't know what my intro's going to be, I don't think, because we don't talk enough. But we should talk more. But, um... So, for me, about a month... Every month, like, Jordan picks a game, it's going to be the game he buys that month, for sure, like, on day one. And normally it makes sense, like, Dark Souls, and he skips over shit like The Division and pisses me off. I'm like, come on, give it a chance, dude. He's like, no, nah, man, there's better shit coming out. <laughs> And, and I'm like, all right, dude, Dark Souls, whatever, dude. You didn't even finish two, but fine, buy three. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm asking him what he's going to get next, and he's like, Doom. I'm like, what the fuck? You were in diapers when Doom came out. And fucking, and fucking like, Doom? Like, that's your jam? Like, what? Like, why Doom? And all of a sudden, he was just like, dude, I fucking love Doom. You may not have known it, I fucking love Doom. And then, like, I was like, all right, dude. Jordan getting into Doom and picking it up made me take a look at it, and so I actually got it from Redbox on night one, and so now I've been playing Doom. 
But anyway, continue. So you got Doom. Tell people why you were so pumped about Doom. Uh, I love Doom. I think Doom... Yeah, I didn't play Doom when it came out, obviously. I don't think I had the motor skills for it. Uh, or <laughs> Weak. Uh, Weak gamer. Get good. Get good. Uh, but I played it with the Xbox Live Arcade re-release from what is now eight years ago. So I think I've been playing Doom for a while now. Um... And uh, Adam and I played through the whole campaign together, and, you know, Doom in 2008 held up ridiculously well. Kelsey and I just finished playing we Doom did. 1. It holds up ridiculously well in 2016, because Doom is pretty purely just fun gaming, and, uh, you know... Yeah, but I, so I, is Duke Nukem, but look at I don't fucking like forever. Nukem. Yeah. Well, I don't like Duke Nukem, uh, no. actually, uh, you know what a weird part of it is? It's, it's, it's slight differences in controls. Doom is very restrictive. You can't look up or down. You know, you're on a very... It's, the, the graphics are very simple. Um, but it works beautifully at just giving you an arena to kill motherfuckers. Okay. Uh, and you know, it's not that far off. I, I realize this. is It's not that far off from EDF. I mean, yeah. there's a little more thought and strategy and, and narrative focus, I think, in... Well, in the new Doom, anyway. <laughs> but... I mean, it's there. It's there, but it is just about shooting dudes and being in these big arenas, right. but uh, what I like about Doom, and the other thing that I think the first Doom gets forgotten about is that it's loaded with secrets. Like, that first game, you know, every screen has a secrets rating, and you, you'll miss huge swaths of things. Yeah. But the new Doom just looked fun to me. Uh, it looked like a fun, fast-paced... I don't thing. even know how you saw the fucking thing. I guess you looked at it. Was at it E3? Yeah, it was at E3, year. and it looked... Yeah, because how I found about Doom, I was like... This looks like a really fun, fast-paced shooter where you just mow down people, and that's... Sometimes you just want that in a game. Yeah, and I was worried, because a lot of the pre-release I'm bugs... I'm talking to the Doom crew here. Never heard either of you guys speak the word Doom. It's Kelsey like hadn't, in fairness. I, I didn't hear it, though. I had oh, it. What I did like Doom. love the Doom movie with Carl Urban oh, and right, Dwayne right. The Rock Johnson. Deep so. in the Doom. Yeah. He's Doom I was about OG. to say, but yeah, but you like Judge Dredd, too, but so do a lot of people. So. Doom 03. Uh, <laughs> but... What is so fun about about Doom... I was worried about it, because a lot of the pre-release buzz had been actually hugely negative. Um, fortunately, that was all on the multiplayer. And admittedly, post-launch, I think there's kind of camps going back and forth it's on weird. how I'm good. seeing like 6 and 6.5s six in this fucking game on some reviews, and I think that's all about what you predominantly play. Sure, and I think the multiplayer... I, I haven't tried it yet. I want to try it. I've seen some people who actually really love it, because it is very quakish, apparently. Um... But yeah, the multiplayer is apparently. I think most critics. What do they say? Is it's just, it's not satisfying. There's nothing new. It it kind of feels a little meh. I haven't played it. I can't really speak to it. But the other two parts of the game are where it shines, and uh, I decided to take wait. Snap map. Yes. Snap map is actually really. That's cool. where it shines. I haven't heard you talking about snap map. We're gonna get to snap map. You've Let's been playing just... fucking snap map. I've been playing snap map now. So, but the campaign is a because like, I've heard snap map maligned too. I don't know about that. All right. uh, I've been playing the campaign, and Doom is just hands down early contender for game of the year. The campaign in Doom is an astoundingly fun time in gaming. It's amazing um, across the board, from the weapons to the runes to the upgrades to the enemies you fight to the secrets to be found to the way the story is presented. Everything about it just screams Doom, updated for a 3D modern generation, and. Uh, I'm in love with it. I've been playing through it, and uh, I'm Have you finished the campaign excited. yet? Not yet. It is a, it's you, a lengthy campaign. It's huge. I can't believe how long some of those levels are. When you told me there's like 13 levels or something like that, and they're all like hours long. I mean, depending on how you play them. If you play for all the secrets... Well, you know, can... if you blitz through it, it's a fast game. Yeah, if I've you seen people... really dig for those secrets, like, it's, it's a longer game. I've seen people say six to eight hours, and I'm going, yeah, if you just play... 
if you just, if just killing blitz things. through, but at the same time, it's like, well, actually, what's great about the game is you can play it however you want and still level up well. That's that's one of those Although you small... can really level up well if you play <laughs> yeah. it with secrets. If you, yeah. yeah, if you just want to have one or two guns that are leveled up with one upgrade or whatever, you can. And really, I mean, it's, it's fine to play that it's way. It's plenty, right. But... If you want to deep dive and you want to do all of the missions and find all of the secrets and, you know... And level all the weapons and, and really be able to, like, you know, alternate. But it's... It, it's it, They design it, like you said, you're right. It, it's just so genius. It's like, maybe they just didn't have time to get to multiplayer because it's so genius to single player. Like, if you think about it, every weapon has, like, most of the weapons, any of the, like, the really unique weapons, they have two modes. Or any of the versatile weapons. There's two weapons that aren't versatile. but the, the You know, they aren't as versatile. The super shotgun and the pistol. But the rest have two modes. And each mode has like four different upgrades for it. And then... And so, you not only do you switch between weapons, and there's a ton of them, by the time you get to the sixth or seventh level. But there's also... Each one has two modes. And different ways to use the modes. And just it's just crazy. And then if you combine them with runes, there's so much to think about in the combat. And so much to master. Yeah, I, and it introduces it slowly. But yeah, you have weapons that you get throughout the game. And, and you get uh, them early or late. Depending on if you find secrets. Yep. You get two mods for most weapons that you get from robots. You get Praetor tokens from the uh, dead marines in the game that can upgrade your suit. But it's not that significant what it can they're do not, Well, suit. some of them are. I yeah, mean, I think some are more yeah. minor than others. Yeah, Sure, but but they're all they're things. Cool. They're, they're all cool. things. They're all new toys. Yeah. That's what the game's really good at giving. And then there are Argent cells that can upgrade your stats. And, and three and those main are very stats. rare. Those are good to have, yeah. And usually you'll pick the ones you want to upgrade. You can upgrade your number of... Your ammo, which is key. Ammo, armor. I've been, ammo doing, my, I've been armor. doing mine even. I've been doing health and ammo. I don't bother with armor. It's really? All, I'm, I'm now at the point where that's all I have left to buy, but yeah. Armor is a bit more rare. Not rare, but it's just less reliable than health in that game. I mean, mm. health you're always getting back because everything feeds back into... The, everything in this game feeds into one another. But the way that's great about the enemies is those also get slowly introduced, but when you shoot an enemy enough times, you can kill it or you can stagger it and then do a glory kill on it. And glory kills cause enemies to explode with health that then heals you back. So this is very much because a game about... Because one thing that's very clever about this game is a lot of people scared a lot of people off is it does not have regenerating health, making it different than 99% of all other shooters out there. Oh yeah, instead it yeah. has health packs or the glory kill system, which allows you to get a brief moment of invincibility while you kill someone and then gather up health. So it's all risk-reward. Yeah, it's all about running, and it wants you to be pushing forward, and sometimes you'll back up. And I've some, seen some people complain about it and feel like you're always backing up, and maybe on the highest difficulty, but really... No, yeah. It's it's a dance. I have always felt like it's a dance. It's about shooting at a certain enemy, knowing who to get in, leaving smaller minions when you can, because they're going to make for an easy kill, and then you can... Everything, I just... It feeds back into also, itself. Also, what's really interesting, and a lot of the rune challenges help you learn this factor, because a lot of the rune challenges, you have a very short period of time, but doing a glory kill will get you more time on the clock, and you have to like kill a certain amount of things before the climber runs out. So it teaches you how to use the glory skill system really creatively. And one thing that's really neat is, so a lot I gravitate towards the combat shotgun, just like you do, Jordan, but what you learn is that if you shoot an enemy off to the side and only half hit it, You've tried. You've, you've started doing yeah, that yeah. too, right? Then you, oh, it's like the obvious thing, right? But <laughs> but but no. But it's true. You, you like half kill a dude because you want the glory kill. You don't want to kill it outright. Yeah. And so you start doing like I'm not going to quite kill you directly. It's a whole other level to the shooter. It's really yeah, neat. And, and that's another thing it does smartly is it starts you off with just the pistol. So pretty much it guarantees every enemy you run into early on you're going to be able to glory kill and right. see how that works. 
The runes, I completely forgot about. These are ways that subtly change how the game works, whether it's longer stagger times, glory killing from further away. Vacuuming up collectibles. Vacuuming up collectibles. And then those can upgrade further as you use them more. The weapons that you can upgrade with weapon points, you then can get a mastery that makes it even more powerful with a certain, like, weapon-based mission that you have to but do. But they're tricky. Yeah, yeah they are tricky Like things. doing glory kills from above on, on, on a tough enemy five times or something. Yeah, and so it's just... Everything is built around keeping the game fun, keeping you having something but, to do. And then also, the, like you were saying, you can level up in a bunch of different ways. One thing that's really cool is every mission has like three challenges. And they're always designed about showing you the cool features of the game. Yeah, and none of the challenges are too difficult. And like they'll explain it too. Like They tell you how to do all the things. Like It's not like a challenge where you're like, oh, how do I do this? Because like, a lot of them are like... There's only one that was like that where I didn't get it. Quad killing, kill. quad damage. Because I didn't play the Dooms before. It's quite, I didn't really know what that was. They said do quad damage. I was like, what's quad damage? And then I realized that it was got to get that power up. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, but, but it's, you know, it's cool because it's like, oh, I have to do this. Well, how do I do that? Well, it's like aim at the leg and then you do that glory kill. And so it's, it's nice, too, because it, it holds your hand enough to where it's like, we understand we might not explain this to you, so here, we'll hold your hand. But, it, but it, in other ways, also, it, it's like you're a big boy or girl gamer. You like, can figure it out yourself. Like, I'll give you an example. Falling to your death always kills you instantly. Mm-hmm. And you can be pretty far along, fall to your death, and have to start over. Like, it does not hold your hand in certain parts. So, like, fall instant death when you fall. Like, they've kept trappings of the original game, like, in there. Um, I mean, it, it can be really brutal, but it can also be forgiving. It's just super... The thing that, to me, though, the main thing I want to say about it is that it is unlike any other shooter on the market, and usually that means it's not good. And in this case, it is completely different from any other shooter you will play... And it is amazing, just as good as Call of Duty, just as good as Battlefield, just as good as Destiny in shooting mechanics, but in a completely unique way. Yeah. And that, to me, just blows my mind. That they can reinvent the wheel, or take old ideas, make them new again, and it'd be so different from every other game and still be great. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it, it's astounding how fun it is, how much it keeps you wanting to go forward. All the secrets, like, everything is... So well hidden, but the game makes sure to give you either upgrades to do it or showing you on the map where it's the so thing cool. is and giving you a hint. And you still can't find the fucking thing. Yeah, it's it so can good. take a while. But, but then when you do, almost always, a couple times I'm like, man, that was really fucking crazy where they hid that. Most of the time I'm like, how come I didn't see that? Yeah. You know? Most of the time. Um, yeah. It's just great, and then it has secrets that you do kind of have to find the right way. Or, like, the, there's hidden Doom levels in every level from the older games, and if you find the Switch and pull it, you'll open a door. Now tell me if this is true or untrue. It seems to me that when you find them in the level, you can only play them a little bit. You can't really d- dive deep into them until you go out from the yeah, menu. Is yeah. that true? That is true. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's just everything about it so much fun. The story is there. I mean, it's a very, it's a, it's a very serviceable story. It does what it needs to do, but it, it's very clear this is not a game about story early on because as soon as the game starts, the dude, like a dude comes on a monitor and he's like, he's like "All right, Doom Marine, you say that. I need you to to do." And the Doom Marine just like, "Nah, get get the fuck out of here!" And he smacks the screen. Well, away. But like, you can like, interpret that differently. It could be personality too. being expressed. Like he's not. Gonna it is directions from anybody. Yeah, and that's kind of the point. The Doom Marine's just going to go around killing people. Although, to say this is the Doom guy, because there's also like a, a subplot that maybe the original Doom Marine is seen as like this boogeyman in hell. I don't even know. It's it's kind of weird that that's there. But the story is there. I, mean, I love this... you wake up out of the sarcophagus. I think that you really, I really think that the story, I think people don't even give the story enough credit. I think the story's great. Because, what, because I don't care that it doesn't have tons of twists and turns. And it's not super complex. It is complex in that there's a fucking terminal protocol jam in there. You know, Jordan writes terminal, this comic terminal protocol, and that's all about transferring consciousness, like Selfless, that movie, transferring consciousness from a living person that's 
done with their body for a number of reasons to a, uh, a, a cyborg or a, a robot. The main one of the main characters in this is a terminal protocol. Yeah, but Which, it's not like it's exploring the depth or anything. No, but she it's just cool. happens to be. It it's is cool. Olivia Pierce, for example, when you hear her story about why she is looks the way she does and is the way she is and how she turned into this crazy hell loving person, and I mean the the, the detail of, they don't give you they don't throw tons of it there for you to listen to, but what's there is incredibly deep when you want when you dig. Yeah, but I don't and know. I, ultimately, it boils down to two people. Who, who are, like, arguing not over whether or not exploiting hell is a good thing, but to what degree should we You know, because Diana's hell? like, let's go to hell. To and Sam is kind of like, yeah, but, like, hell maybe energy not is sweet. the... Hell energy is sweet, but hell itself but, isn't. And, Remember, and, the road to hell is... And I want to use hell energy, energy, but we got to be careful, so let's use filters. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, you destroyed the last filter. You don't know what you've done. He's just like, F it. No, we shouldn't be messing with hell. I He's know, got uh, a good point. We shouldn't no, be messing no, with hell. No, because I think Sam is like... Fine, if you want this to be over, destroy the last one. The Doom Marine's like, okay, and he like rips it out and he throws it around and it explodes. And it's like, well, that I, I don't <laughs> see what's great about okay. that. Game, like I said, this game is everything to, to to everyone and still works, and that's what's so great. Like to me, I actually like I love story. I don't think any game needs less story, almost ever. I know I'm not, I'm in the minority, maybe at this table. But I love fucking story. Give I me love story, story too, but it's Doom. Right, okay, but even in Doom, like, I feel like this game has a lot of story and it's good. And I think, I mean, okay, so now here's what I think. I think the, the point you're making about, like, the Doom Marine goes up and he smacks the screen out of the way, I would believe that that was the perspective of the developers mm-hmm. if that screen never pops back up. Then I would say, okay, that's what the developers are saying. SWAT! Fuck that shit. That is not in our game. I think it's an implication that the story doesn't matter, and it really does. I, I, see, I think maybe a slight implication, but I don't think it's that hardcore. I think they're also... I, I think, just think the story's too basic. It ultimately comes down to go here, kill this. Go here, kill this. That's the story. And I mean, there's nothing wrong like with that. It's more like explore this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. Look, I'm glad you're enjoying it, but if it wasn't there, I wouldn't feel there was a great loss. Like, see, that's think, amazing to me. I don't know how you guys can play a game that doesn't have any reason to be doing the shit you're doing it. I can't do that. <laughs> there is a reason. Hell broke loose. Yeah, Stop hell it. Broke some that's all you need. I, I'm just. I'm just. That's the, the narrative built, of Doom. I'm built in a different way. I just. I can't handle that. And that's why they have Olivia Pierce with a name instead of just a Doom alien. Sure. I guess the the difference is, and I've I've seen it read is you know Doom Three opens with this lengthy like twenty minute walkthrough of the facility and you get to know all these side characters and. Then finally, hell breaks loose. In this game, it's never more than like twenty seconds, and it's rare when it happens where you get stopped at a monitor to listen to somebody. But but and I get antsy in those moments because that's not why. I, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it is weird because I, I do take all the time after everything's gone eerily quiet to search out the secrets. But I don't have to if I don't want to. But I want to do that. I don't know. I'm not saying the story I think you've is just terrible. been trained to hate story. That's what that sounds like. You're like I when they're forcing oh. me. When they're forcing me oh. to let the story, I don't like it. But when it's my choice, oh, I'll go consume some story. Quantum like Break. Quantum Break is almost nothing but you stopping to listen to the story. I don't mind it there because that is a cinematic game where the story is as important, if not more so, than the gameplay. But Doom as a series is founded on the idea of no, go around kill shit with a shotgun. That's I like I just don't think you can't have both. I'm not saying you can't have both. I'm just saying that. If if this game had more story, it would be worse for it. Is how I feel. If it like spent more time trying to flesh out the world and causing you to like listen to these cutscenes and whatnot, it wouldn't be as immediately viscerally fun as I I think. Interesting. It yeah. Seeds it. Being. I don't know if I would argue that, that that's not true. I think that might be true. 
Um, yeah, I, I get your point. I can agree with that. But I think the story works. I'm not even arguing that the story doesn't work. I'm just saying it's not. The, I just can't believe you wouldn't miss the part that's in there now. I, if it were gone, I don't know. Maybe if it were gone, I who knows. What I'm saying is, I wouldn't. If someone was saying, "I want a great, I want, a, I want a game that has a lot, has a story worth playing through for," I don't. I wouldn't give. Oh them God, doom. no. Oh God, no. But I just think. If I think it, it does there, what it needs it to. Hurt I agree yeah. with that. Okay. I agree on that level. I'm just saying it's not the selling point. Yeah. Um, what yeah. the selling point is the, the awesome gameplay. I'm a little. I'm a little curious because I've still got about four or five levels. Um, and I'm not sure I think the game... I'm, I'm curious because it feels like it's running out. I've almost got all the Argent cells. I've almost got all the collectibles and upgrades. So I'm kind of going, what's still coming? Or is it going to get a little bit samey? Because I've seen some reviews say that, that it just sort of becomes a gauntlet. Um, the real Doom is like that with that DLC we oh. played. <laughs> or the original Doom, not the real what Doom. What DLC? Uh, well, the... The, the Xbox Live has all the DLC. There was, like, a DLC episode added to Doom, and instead of being progressive, it's really just, like, onslaughts. Yeah, it's, like, it's just onslaught of enemies and on enemies on enemies, and it kind of takes away the, like, I don't know. The fun of the earlier Yeah, the fun part. of the earlier part, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm really enjoying Doom, and I'm enjoying the fact that it's really blown me away with how fun it is. I think you nailed it when you said it's astoundingly fantastic fun campaign i mean that really just nails it it's like you can take all this all these parts that make it great and put them in another game that's not done as well and it just wouldn't be as good it's just every moment where there was a decision to be made to make the game fun the right decision was made oh yeah you know no, what definitely I mean? yeah. every everything from the visual to the, to the music to just everything yeah. to the gameplay itself is so perfectly it really in tune is. to really jazz you up and you want every little to play. sound effect. Yeah. Oh, I mean, every worth, sound effect is so good. The sound of like crushing an argent cell, or the reload, or the shots, or the the, the enemy glory cries. Kill when, you, when you die, the, the animation of how the demons slaughter your body. Yeah, and how your little head thing. Falls. Yeah. The, the details have been nailed. I mean, they took a long time between Rage and this, but boy, they took they did it right. Yeah, and and supposedly like this game was in development hell for a while. Well, they they came out with the right identity. Yeah, and you know. then on top of the great campaign, there's Snap Map, which uh, Wait, well, there's multiplayer. What's that? Well, yeah, it can be if if that's what the map is built for, because you can have co-op maps in Snap Map. What is Snap Map? Snap Map is uh, I hate the name by the way. I don't give a fuck how awesome it is. Snap Map is like what? <laughs> well, it's based on how the system works, but it's basically <laughs> Super Doom Maker um, instead of Super Mario Maker because you get to make your own Doom levels, and it. I, I've only done one of the tutorials, but just from what I've seen, it is surprisingly robust what you can do in that system. It sets it up so like it, it does a very like it, it. It gives you this grid that you can work with, and different room sizes and shapes and connections, and it makes it like a almost a game board like tiles, and you lay it out, and then you can go in with like the the forge camera from Halo Three, and then uh, go around placing enemies, and you can alter how much damage the enemies do, how much health they have, uh, whether a health bar shows up and they're a boss unit, if they drop keys. Okay, so that's the part... So wait, where's the part where you love Snap Map? Playing maps people have created. Oh, okay. Like, people have created whole campaign runs where they've done gauntlet challenges, they've done recreations of old maps, they've got... Some people are starting to build their own, like, campaign of, like, different levels you can play. You can play them with friends. You, one is, like, go through and beat this boss, and they've got, like, an enemy that's, like... What? pumped up and and has a health bar and might have like a thousand percent of his normal health and you have to kill that it's just got a lot of different things in it that, that so make this it a game very has robust legs yeah if people go yeah, to the no, snap map okay. system um then yeah it's gonna be a, a crazy amount of when content. did you first touch bait touch the snap map recently it take you basically load it separately so once you get in you have to like go and say reloading the game in snap map mode and then you have like this suite of like most play you know all the standard stuff oh. for a, a creator type game like this 
But it's surprisingly robust from what I've seen of the different things you can do with it so far. And um, people are making their own game modes. Apparently someone's used... I don't know if this was in Snapmap or if someone hacked it, but someone's made a farming game in Doom. So I don't even know. Well. Uh, but, but that, yeah, Snapmap adds a whole other part. I haven't done multiplayer, haven't really felt the pull to anyway, but I might try it out. Because there are there's a couple of achievements for doing multiplayer. Okay. But. Interesting. I'm really enjoying Doom. I mean, I, I can't speak higher to it. I, I've had such a blast playing Doom. I just game. can't believe it's as good as it is. I had no interest in, the, in this game at all. Now, granted, I love Rage, but Rage is more of like an open-world cinematic game. This is like level by level. When I first heard that it's like there's a level and then it ends, and then a new level starts, I was like, boy, I don't know if I'm going to like that, but I do love it. And it's just so fun, and the rune challenges are so hard, but doable. Like, none of them are too hard, you know? One yeah. of them was pretty damn hard, but... Some of them are, yeah, so they get tricky yeah. towards the end. Um, anything where you have one health is always a little annoying. Yeah, but... yeah, like blowing up boxes, and yeah, but I did fine on that one. But yeah, it's, I mean, the game is just so fun. I mean, that's just really all there is to say. It's just so fun. It's, they nailed it. And, and, and it's that X factor, it's that joy of gaming to bring it all back home. Like, they just, they nailed, they, they bottled fun gaming, and they called it Doom, and they put it out. You know? Yeah. Definitely. So, all around a great, great game, and I think that's the last big game we had to talk about, so... Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, good. So, let's... I know you guys were uh, prepping a little bit. We took a very short break in between uh, uh, Rise and Quantum Break, if you guys didn't perceptibly notice. Um, and uh, so, um, we were sneaky like that. But, um, you guys had a chance to cheat a little bit and figure out what games are coming out that you're interested in playing? Hit, yes. Hit, hit, hit I like Kelsey there. lead, because a lot of hers are from later in the year. But well, I, I was just going to do summer. the May-Junes. Yeah, instead. go for it. And, and then just mention one or two later that you're really oh, okay. for. Um, well, Sherlock Holmes, Devil's Daughter, that actually comes out May 27. Is that the sequel to Trials and whatever? Crimes and Punishment? Yes, it is. Is it 27th? I thought it was today. No, it's May, tomorrow. May 27th, I think. Maybe it is the 24th. Ooh, I don't speaking remember. Of which, speaking of which, uh, the new patch for Division comes out uh, tonight at midnight in 30 minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but uh, maybe it is the 24th. I don't remember. It comes out either tomorrow or the 27th. Uh, I, you know, I'm excited for it. I, Crimes and Punishment was a game that I wanted to play, and then it was free, and I played it, and I was like, oh my goodness, this was so much fun to play. So I'm really excited to play Devil's Daughter. If it's anything like Crimes and Punishment, I'll really sure, enjoy it. Be, yeah. Uh, It'll be one long case again. Like this was sort of their short yeah. story collection, as opposed to most of their games have been in game long cases. Yeah, because so. yeah, but 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 if it's if it still holds the elements of what made it fun, how many mm, cases in Crime and Punishment? Five. Five. Yeah. yeah, five. Are they all compelling? Um, the first some one's... some more so than others. The first one's definitely a very tutorial yeah, it. one. It's a little boring, but 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 it gets more exciting because like you make more things and you do more. Like you have to do more like figuring stuff out. Like, mm. you have to, like, construct a cube to make this ice, like, the knives out of different things, and it, okay. oh, that's really fun. But anyways, so I'm excited for that. Um, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. I'm excited for that. Mm, it comes out fun. in June. It'll Mad be a fun. lot of fun. Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga is still, still my number one favorite. Mine's so. Harry Potter, but that Lego's I know, a close second. You know, I know it's not going to even be... <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. It's not going to be like the old ones. It's, no. It's, well, it's not enough for it to be. Well, yeah. There's that, too. But, but it's going to be for... like an 18 chapter thing like they did with Lego Movie where they just stretch out one game to a fucking whole game. And one movie, you know, that's what it's going to yeah, be. No. But really good They though. have some official yeah, canon no. material that's not in the movie though. Ooh. So, yeah. I could care less. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it'll be a fun Lego game. And uh, 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 We Happy Few uh, is a game that's coming out in June. I'm what? really excited for it. It's, I don't, I haven't seen a whole lot is about it. Is this PC Kelsey time again? Uh, no, I don't think it's only PC. But, um, no, I'm pretty sure it's coming to console as well. I'll double check uh, then. But um, 
It is a game where there's like this dystopic future where the people take these pills <gasps> to be per- permanently happy. Oh, this sounds so good. And you are like an underground resistance who do- who don't want to take the pills and you have to what, make things on it. It's uh, it's just like you kind of go up and you have to like collect things. I'm not sure. Like I like I said I've seen very little gameplay on it and whatnot. But yeah, and you're like a part of the resistance and like I forget what they call you, but they call you like a downer or something like that. Oh my god, it Because looks you so have good. actual emotion. Like if anyone has ever seen the movie Equilibrium, that's what it reminds me of. The with uh, Christian Bale if you haven't, it's on Netflix and I love it. But uh it's very very reminiscent to that. So I I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's good. It's a first person survival video game. Yeah. So it's also survival like the like you like. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll name a few. Well, we talked about Battlefield 1. I'm excited for that. Gears of 4, or Gears of War 4. I'm a huge Gears fan, so I'll, I'll play it. That's later in the year, though, so. But, yeah. I guess that's about it. Uh, I think, for me, it, it starts and ends with one game, and it's still over a month away, but uh, Zero Time Dilemma comes out at the end of June. Oh, my God! I can't believe it's really here! This is a game that almost... I'm sorry, but I'm just so pumped. This is a game that almost never happened. And no, I know. I cannot believe that it's happening. And not only is it happening, but it's here. Yeah. Are you? Do you think it's going to be amazing? Are you um, worried? No, I'm not worried. What I am a little bummed about is they've taken out the visual novel aspect. Wait, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Calm down, calm down. They, they've replaced the visual novel with just full, like, CG cutscenes instead. Which... I don't know how I feel about that. I, I liked the visual novel aspect, so we'll see how it ends up feeling in the new iteration. It'll be fine. It, I don't know. Uh, Peyton, I don't know. We'll see. I'm worried about that. That's me. But uh, I don't know. I'm, that I'm, sounds like just... No, no. I mean, I hear what you're there's saying. There's a matter of controlling the pace. Like, I liked... It's a small thing, but... but Reading through the text could go always go at my speed, and then... It, Which it, was extra fast? Well, yeah, it's extra fast, but if these are, like, 20, 30-minute cutscenes between every puzzle room, that's different than being able to just, like, go at my own pace. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not too worried about it. I'm still super excited for this game and puzzle rooms and seeing how the story ends and the setup for this one's cool, so I don't know. Interesting. Uh, okay. Because this one has... It's it's the Nonary game, uh, but three people are... Like, it's three groups of three trapped in three separate locations, and what they each do in each different location affects the other locations, so... There's only nine total protagonists? Well, there always has been. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's nine nine people. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Yeah, that's true. Goes that's back true. to the start. That's uh, true. Kelsey still needs to play Virtue's Last, Last Reward. Reward. Yep. You played 9-9? Oh, I love 9-9-9. How are you not all over that shit, then? She doesn't have a 3DS. How'd you play 9-9-9? She has a DS. I have a DS. Oh. You know what you should do? <laughs> yes. Work the system. No. No. Sorry, no. What's the system? I don't know. It sounds a lot like Just the, the way corner. you said it and with the face. <laughs> no, here's like... what you should do. 2DS. Hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, don't make that face. <laughs> Sorry. Hear me out. No, I just got a 2DS, so I don't want to... Don't, you're, you're criticizing me now. No, no, <laughs> the no. you said 2DS. No, the way Hear said me out. Yeah, okay, okay. I was like, ooh. 2DS. Okay. It just got dropped to 80 bucks. Okay. 80 bucks. That's actually not the bad. The 3DS, uh, new 3DS, blah, 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 mm-hmm. is 200 bucks. No, I know. It's I've 80 been pricing bucks them out. now. And it comes with Mario Kart 7. 
That that does not sell me. <laughs> Mario Kart Seven doesn't. The eighty bucks thing is nice. What why what's wrong with Mario Kart Seven? I'm not a huge Mario Kart fan, I'm gonna be uh, honest. But it's a thirty dollar game, I mean No, I know. Anyway, I, I think I think 2DS is actually pretty awesome. Here's why I like 2DS. Now, I don't like the smaller screen. That bums me out. I mean, none of us really use the 3D. I don't know if you ever would, but Jordan doesn't really dig it. Almost nobody uses the 3D. I pop it on every now and then. I do, too. But Oh, now you say that. <laughs> Everyone it used does. to be. It used to be, fuck the 3D. I always have it turned off. I, now I got a 2DS, and it's like, I pop I, it on every once I think everyone pops it on every once in a while. It's a nice, it nice feature to have. It's a nice thing to have. Hey, I remember I bought a 3DS on launch. I remember so playing I. Samurai so Warriors and being like, yeah, look at this 3D. All I was tiny. playing fucking Steel Diver up in that shit. So what? I was at Toys R Us getting the three games for $120 with Steel Diver packed. <laughs> getting jacked. I was just not jacked doing to the tits. I was getting jacked up. Not to the tits, because that would be a good thing. Um, so, anyway, so 2DS, 80 bucks. Okay. Oh, okay, all right. Just go, 80 bucks. No, just go. 80 freaking bucks. Dude, can you believe what a deal that is? It used to be 130 when it came out. Then it went down to 100 Now it's 80 No, that's really not bad. No, so I will think about it. it's just a little player that you can play 3DS games on for the couple you want to play. So I'm playing some Paper Jam, dude. No, that's and good. it's awesome. I, and... I will think about that. All right. No, all right. I'm serious. I will. I will. I'm not. I didn't mean. My it's sales just pitch didn't it. go, so my so Ryan Gosling jacked to the tits. It feels so appeasing. No, I can say it. I can say it. It really does. Anyway, so rich. What game are you excited for? You know what I'm really excited for, and I still have to finish all of Deus Ex Director's Cut. Oh. I never finished that one. <laughs> You're excited for that? Yeah, dude. Sorry, sorry. The sorry. Deus Ex Human Modification or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Human Revolution. No, but that was no, the last one. That was the last one. Mankind, Mankind rebooted, rebooted. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, something like that. Reborn or something like that. I'm really excited for that because I love cyberpunk stuff and I love cinematic action games, and that one's one of those. I mean, it's just the kind of game I love. Um, I'm also really, really excited. Mankind divided. Yeah, I'm also really excited for that new game coming out from the. Um, is it the Ratchet and Clank people who's making that undersea game? Oh yeah, that's that's Insomniac. Is that Insomniac? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like really cool. What is it called? At sea or. It's called something, but it's like this little. You're like in a submarine, and it's a little Metroidvania like, and it's really beautiful. It's like the it's like the spiritual successor, not from the same developer or anything. Um, to um, what's that game we love? That RPG by Ubi, UbiArt. Child, Child of Light. Light. It's like Child of Light esque, like beautiful world you're you're delving into and exploring. A little bit like Never Alone, you know, mm -hmm. but like really exploratory and beautiful. So I'm excited about that. What else is coming out new, soon? Not a whole lot. Dishonored too. Oh, I'm excited, excited about, about that. that. That's fall. What else? Uh, the only one I've written down is Wow Legion. What's which that? I'm getting the head World of Warcraft Legion. The oh, new Wow Legion. I think it's Wild Legion. Okay. No, Wow. Wild hey, Legion. I play that. I don't know what it is. What, I can't believe that none of you guys are into either Overwatch or uh, or Battleborn. They're, I they're multiplayer games. The though. Beta for both. Elsie. I did enjoy Overwatch. It's not normally my type of game, but I might get, I, I might get Overwatch. Battleborn, uh, uh, Battle I like a little bit more just because it has a single-player aspect to yeah. it, which I always like. Cause I, I've heard I, there, it's single-player, but you really need a team in a lot of parts. I mean, no, I played the single-player in it when the oh. beta came out. Uh, it was No, I mean in the fine. full campaign. That's what I'm saying. I've seen a lot of reviews where they're like, oh, there are really? some missions where it's just like, you kind of need to be in like four places at once. And you can do it, but it's a bitch. Oh. I mean, yeah, but I mean, so I don't know. Um, but no, I know because I'm a Blizzard fan girl. Like, I, I should be all over yeah. Overwatch. But well, I, I wasn't really too. that big of a fan of Heroes of the Storm, and I, but I was in the alpha for that, and I was just like, eh. 
wasn't my cup of tea. If I wanted to play that, I would play League my, of Legends. My problem with Overwatch is it's like, I know I'll play that for two or three weeks, probably, hardcore, and then I'll just stop, and I don't... I don't yeah, that's where I'm at with Jordan. Like, I'm not... I, I don't want to pay 60 bucks for a game that I'm probably just going to drop. You know, because we, it's, like, it's like Titanfall, like... Oof. I don't want another Titanfall. Well, not saying that's going to be a bad game. I think Overwatch will have more legs than Titanfall. No, no, I know. Well, Titanfall but, 2 is going to be sweet with its single-player shit, but yeah. I'm sure, but I just don't want it to pay $60 for a game like Titanfall that's multiplayer-based, and then I, like, stop playing it after, like, you know, a week. Wow. Yeah. I'm just looking at the time. We did not fuck around. We are about to hit three hours. Well, let's try and get out before that, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah. 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 Poor that, listeners. <laughs> dude, I'm that sure is there five. No, listeners <laughs> deserve it, man. We have been, we have not provided as much video game content as we should. We had a lot to get through. Um, we did. I, we, we're still deciding on whether or not we're going to finish up. The, well, anyway, we'll tell you about our, our more of our plans about going forward. We'll but. get more out this summer, though, hopefully. Yes, oh, yes. I'll be yes. coming up more. Good, so. good, 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 good. Well, as long as we have the uh, band back together or together, as it were, uh, there will be lots more content where this came from. This is super fun to do. We hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, where can everybody find us on the internet? I'll deal first. You can find me at Rich Lepore on Twitter. For that which it is worth. You can also find all of our podcasts at thejoyofgaming.com or search The Joy of Gaming. I think if you search The Joy of Gaming on Google, you get our podcast first hit, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, you can also find us on Podbean and iTunes. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at The Joy of, the joy of Gaming and also um, on Twitter at Joy of Game. Yeah, sure. Those are, so those are Where two people places. people find you? Uh, people Where can they see find actual me. Are there any Lokis With or nerds involved? With actual tweets. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's Nerdy Loki. N-E-R-D-Y-L-O-K-I. So, at Nerdy Loki, you can see me tweet about things and see cute puppy pictures. That's enticing, I'm sure. Awesome. You know, when you spell yours, I'm always like, I think yours is pretty straightforward. I but just do it for people. I know. I'm, I'm, you can find Jordan Alseka at Indigo Master at E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R, where you can find me As opposed about- to the other spellings of master. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Indigo is spelled differently. Yeah, but Master isn't. <laughs> mm, come across that. You, uh, you can find everything there, including all of my TV equals reviews of TV shows that I tweet out. I cover pretty much all of the superhero on the CW, so I, I'm proud of that. Uh, but yeah, that is us. Uh, and that is the joy of gaming, and we're fi- we're glad to have an episode again. Although, you know, we're giving out so many podcasts out there. I, f- I don't feel like we're slighting you, but for those of you who've been around since the beginning for gaming, we're, we're, we want to keep doing gaming episodes. Well, we're going to, yeah, well, the, the goal is really, ideally, to have one video, game, one video game episode per month, every month, where we really delve into the games. I mean, really, that's the goal. It may not always happen, but that's the goal. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, I'm Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseka. Kelsey Lair. And we will see you all very soon.